Welcome. Brody has gone super saiyan to start episode 10 of the Heavy Boys podcast. My name is Bailey. You just heard Brody. He's entered the fourth dimension now and still traveling. I'm going as deep as I can until I can go to the fucking Necroverse, man. <laughs> I was about to say, you're I on your way not... to the Necroverse. <laughs> I will not stop until I am there. And we will be talking about that one next episode as well. So we've got... Oh my God, my head hurts. <laughs> <sighs> we've got Wolf King coming out on Friday. It is currently Tuesday, the 12th, uh, 2nd of February, sorry. And we have Wolf King coming out on the 5th. We'll be talking about that uh, Celestial Swarm track. We've also got a few other rages in uh, Portrayal of Guilt and Werewolves. So we'll be recording that one probably this Sunday coming, and then it'll be up for the yep. Monday for you. So get ready for that one. That one's going to be a massive episode. It's going to be huge, and more so for like the amount of apologies I'm going to have to make. <laughs> I'm glad I've already had to do mine. Like That's over and done with. I've done that. Who would have thought, though? <laughs> Black Pearl. Oh, man. It's just incredible how good uh, that Celestial Swarm album is. And um, even this Werewolves album, for yeah. being like a straight-up death, death metal, metal album. Yeah. Rips. Because I remember um, I was scrolling through the... Um, who put it? I think Prosthetic Records put this one out. I was just like scrolling through their stuff, and they had a um, just a teaser for Crushgasm. And I was like, oh, cool, I'll add that. Not really realizing the whole album was already out because for some reason Apple Music had put the single at the top of their page rather than the full album. Oh, classic. So, yeah, like I could have had it way earlier than I thought. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe a late addition to Apple Music's fucking catalog. Huh? <laughs> Useless bastards. <laughs> I'm going to have no, a look right now where the Frozen that. Soul is still. The oh, Spy is like September years. last year. I guarantee it is. 100% it is. Um, <laughs> apparently, as of the 14th of January, they released a single called Comedian, and it's a hip-hop rap track. <laughs> so that's the newest thing on top. Oh, remember but, when I got you with that Oceano Spanish oh, track? Bro. There's Fucking been a few Christ. of those, hey? Oh, I love it so much. I get... um. Spite, spite keeps coming up yeah. in my um in my new music Fridays, but it's not like the actual hardcore band. It's a fucking like a a Spanish folk band or some <laughs> shit. I'm like ah. Well, no, I, I I did that today. I was looking through and I um there was an Oceano track, them featuring with two other rappers. So like yeah, that's not that's not the Oceano I'm thinking of. <laughs> I didn't even bother to no. click on it, but no, it does still say Frozen Soul 2020 through centric media so they've still got that one <laughs> fucked nice apple good on we, apple well done. we will not go to spotify though that can get in the bin oh spotify can go straight in the fucking bin and they're spying on people too yeah um what was that article that came up the other day i'm trying to think of it oh, oh no I can't think. so the way it's going to work is something it's going to read like your mood um how you're feeling whether you're in a group setting in a lone setting and it'll curate playlist for how you feel and what you're doing 
the way that it registers your voice, so the tone of your voice and stuff and that. And if you sound super depressed, so they're going to fucking play you some depressed shit, man. So, well, one thing I'll have to give those Spotify is their curated playlists are so much better than Apple's. That's the only oh, thing I've got for them. That's literally the only thing. Like Algorithms trash. They're just the fundamentals of it are just brain-numbing. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know what? At the end of the fucking day, I would much rather have all the music that I buy and all the music that I want to stream in the same spot, mm-hmm. you know? I'd, I'd, now you can do that with Spotify, but it's still two separate sorts of things. Yeah. And to be honest, would much rather just have it all linked to the same account. You know, don't have to do anything. It's just there. Just there. And even and now that I've found um, this app that'll convert um, playlists from Spotify to Apple and oh, really? vice versa. Yeah, it's great. I'll um I'll send. Yeah, the you're link gonna have to... to send that to me because I've been putting off updating the oh. 2021 heavy boy list. Yeah, uh, I don't want to go back into that lap. <laughs> Yeah, it, it makes life so much friggin' easier. But um, I actually totally neglected Spotify 2021, so fuck. Thanks mm. for reminding me, asshole. <laughs> hey, I'm in the same boat, brother. Oh, fuck. Fuck my entire life. Oh. That's sad. So, you've been so doing what, what's good? Week? Not really, though. I've been uh, trying to sort out my ex-landlord. I got enrolled yeah, in the right. today, finally. Um, sorted out um, a psychologist and um, a psychiatrist. So we're doing very good. He's, he's doing it all at once. Yeah, mate. We're not fucking around. No, eh? he's making moves. I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. yeah, it's one of those things. I'm, I'm pretty stoked now that yeah. you know, I've got it's the ball done, rolling yeah. in life. And yeah. um, look forward to making even bigger steps and hopefully leaps forward into the future, mate. Always. How about you? How was your day at work? I don't. No, I didn't work today. Uh, Cooper worked. Oh, I think they had like a hundred paying people come in, and that was it. Fuck. No, yeah, I was at home. I um, what did I do? I went and got a bagel for breakfast. Oh, very nice. What sort of bagel? Um, it was a black, but with no avocado because I can't stand it. But I added tomato relish. Okay, well, what's wrong with avocado? Uh, it's gross. Okay, that's a yeah. fucking conversation for another day. That's uh, gross. <laughs> but I uh, went and had sushi the other night again and I actually sent you a picture of the um, Karage volcano oh, this time. Oh, fuck, bro. <laughs> that thing looks sick. It actually oh, looks nuts. It wasn't as good as the first time, though. It was a little bit yeah. colder. As if it, they just, just had whatever was there and threw it on top. But no, that was good. Then we had a deep fried Mars bar for dessert. That was lovely. Oh my god, I can't I can remember the first time I had a deep fried Mars bar, bro. Mm. Holy shit. That was honestly like last year. And they had like the really good like creamy buller ice cream on the side as well. Oh Made dude, top shelf buller. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck around oh, there, bro. On a roll Suji Batinia, go there. You know what? It is it is close enough. I might have to get on a roll and start heading mm. down there. Mm-hmm. Big hey, worth. On on uh pretty punny i think <laughs> no but that's Actual. basically been my week it's the end of my weekend now i go back tomorrow and i don't want to yeah well for your sake i hope it's raining and there's no one coming in yeah 
I mean, it still means you got to go to work, but yeah, yeah, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucker. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, where do you want to start? Let's 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 get away from your working week tomorrow. Um. So last week we brought up like our kind of metalcore journey almost. Um, some of the ones that we thought were classics and staples in our bringing in the genre and kind of shaped us to what we are listen to now. And I don't know if it was during the episode or afterwards we decided why not kind of talk about our personal favorites all time because they were kind of like, you know, the big ones that um, played a role in whatever, but these ones are our personal favorites. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're a fan of lists and top tens. Yeah, I mean, if any they, excuse if to do a list. Like... <laughs> we're already year, talking about doing our 2021 list. Oh man, I can't wait, dude. Mm-hmm. We're like in February already. Before you know it, fucking oh, dude, it's gonna be Christmas, and that means end of year. <laughs> oh, but you know, to fill in, Santa, the keep time. the presents. Just let me have my list. <laughs> as long as I get the list, it's fine. Um, so I think to like keep the lists going, like I'm a big fan of fucking lists. I haven't numbered mine though. I, um, mm. I'm, I'm, I think you've numbered your metal. Yeah, core, but you I did end up doing my death core one. I found it was actually a lot easier to number than what I thought. Yeah. I, th- I thought it would have been, but I, um, I'm pretty sure you'd understand. Like I just, I don't want to put mm-hmm. a na- like a number next to it. I need to revise it and be like, Oh, well, oh yeah. Mine would fluctuate all the time, but I think this is as close yeah. to as I can get. And I think I know, um, I think we both know what our death core number ones are like just from the general conversation we had yesterday. Yeah. Well, I think you'll find it very interesting because I ended up reneging on mine. Okay. So, Yes, yeah, so wow. I, I decided. I decided it was a doom metal album record. So I went, mm. okay, I'll I'll pull away from that. And even though the one that I do have at the top of the list is still a doomy sort of record, it falls more into deathcore than it does doom. Yeah. So, so was that the one we'll that was originally one. number one? Still, is it still in the list? Um, no, because okay. um, because it's just straight up doom. I went, okay. yeah, nah. I pulled that one out, but I. So um, what? What one was that? That that one would have been. It comes in waves yeah. by the Acacia Strain. <laughs> so that that album definitely would have been at the top. I decided against it against calling it a deathcore album because it's really not. No, um, yeah. I would probably still put it more under Doom, and then even say it's more of a hardcore album mm-hmm. if I really wanted to push buttons. Um, but um. Who wants to start off? Do we just want to go one for one? Yeah, we'll go for one for one. Okay. Well, I actually want to start with an honorable mention for Metalcore. Okay. Um, I feel like I, I really... I, this one was in my 10 and then I went, oh, fuck, this album was actually pretty... Like a lot better than that one. I'm going to I'm gonna chuck this one out. But sort of to mention it, and it is uh, Invent Animate Still World. Okay, yeah. Bang a record. Bang um, absolutely, absolute fucking crushing record. Yeah, my favorite. It, it actually reminds me of um, of like Northlane. I was going to say Northlane. Sure we we Early said this Northlane, to each other yeah. as well, like uh, when Adrian was still in the band, hmm. and maybe the direction we would have liked to have seen them go in, as opposed to the new metalcore sort of route that they have taken. Um, 100%. obviously not taken away from um Northlane. They're doing absolutely incredible. 
um, with what they are doing. Not my mm-hmm. personal taste, but um, maybe yeah, I think we both touched Australian, on that last week. Yeah, can't knock the Australian boys down too much, I suppose. You know, 100%. I think I first found them, I think, two years ago now. But yeah, I remember playing Steel World on repeat. It's a really wall. solid record. It's an absolute yeah. belter of a song. Mm-hmm. I, man, that single, mwah, so fucking good. And the riffs throughout that whole oh, album. Yeah. Just, mwah, chef kiss, dude. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. I, I really enjoyed my time listening to that. And then, obviously, since I did the list, I went back and listened to it. <laughs> yeah, but still, such a good still album. hits hard. Oh, bro. All of these albums that I've got listed here do. and um, Yeah, I think it goes without saying if <laughs> it wouldn't be here if they didn't, really. Yeah, because 100%. we only have impe- impeccable music taste. That's exactly <laughs> fucking right. If if end of year list wasn't anything to go by, and if you oh, haven't man. checked it out already, please do so. It's a very yeah. good listen. It's uh, not three nearly hours three long, hours but, long, yeah. That'll keep you going for a is, while. Um, it's definitely worth it. Uh, we get to break down our favorite albums of last year. Not only that, uh, we get to talk some more shit. So, um, uh, did you want to go with your number 10? Yep. Quotation marks. Okay, so in at number 10, I have In Waves by Trivium. Okay. See, I didn't put this in at all because I really? wasn't calling it a metalcore album either. Yeah, I, I see but- that. But I'm 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 happy that you did it because I hesitated a lot to be honest. <laughs> I hesitated a lot. Yeah, Thank no, you like so much. They've, I guess, Trivium have always kind of been branched under that metalcore umbrella, yeah. leaning more towards the metal than the core. So, yeah, I decided to yeah, go with thanks. it anyway. Thanks, fuck you, dude. Obvi- oh, obviously, the special edition. Yeah, oh, yes, it has. <laughs> it's got to be. 18 tracks are just bona fide shattering the scars. Oh, there's yeah, four words and only four words. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. You know, you know what? The next time they tour, right? We I have to go and they have to they have to play shattering. The yeah. Scars I think if I if I go and they don't, I don't think I'm gonna attempt to see them live. Yeah, well, they're only kind of straying further and further away from this release and obviously bringing out newer songs. They're going to want to play newer material. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It does suck, but, I mean, I'll hold on hope for as long I as I mean, if tour somehow become a thing and they decide to, we could maybe get 10 years of in waves. I don't, I don't see that happening, but I mean, maybe because there's so many tracks on there that still rip that they don't play. And with Alex too. Mm, Yeah, exactly. Oh, it would be even better. Fuck. Yeah. So I had this one, um, Captizing the Sea into In Waves is one of the best album openers. Um, They still use it as well. Like the way it's meant to be using it as an encore as well now which is just so good. And then just leaving on in waves. Yeah. Um, and did they, sorry, did they do that at, um, good, good things? Yeah, things? they I'm did. I'm pretty sure they Close did. It. Yeah. Cause which is I, incredible. Yeah. I thought they were just going to finish up where they did. And then they actually did an encore. Cause it is weird to see a band do an encore, like in the middle of the day. Yeah. You have to is. physically go off stage, even though you've only got 40 minutes just to come back out and play one song. No, I'm glad they did. That, that ripped. Um, Dusk, Dis- Dusk Dismantled and Black are both huge rages as well. Yeah, Dusk Dismantled. 
called. I that song is still a regular hit, yeah. dude. Honest to Christ. And did they play that one in the Chapman studio set? Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty certain well. they did. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. I think there's like six tracks from there and they're all so good. They just sound beefy. Yeah. Beefy heefy. <laughs> he is very beefy. Um, watch the world burn and build a fall, you know, a bit different from the rest of the catalog. I enjoy both. I think watch the world burn is such a great sing along track. Yep. Um, yeah. And then chaos reigns in at number 14 is a huge deep cut for them as well. Yeah, I love Absolute the fucking rage. the drum pattern mm-hmm. on that on that entire song and Heafy's fucking vocals, dude. Yeah, right before he blew them out, sort of time. Yeah, but it was just uh, so raw. Like even though they do it wrong, one. it sounds so much better. Yeah, but that just goes to show he's been doing it wrong for years. Yeah, the poor bugger. Like, since he was like fourteen, all the way up until like right after Vengeance Falls, which was. 2013, 14, he blew him out. But hey, you know what? At least he blew him out while he was still young. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, at least he didn't do it when he's like now. Yeah. At least he blew him out, was able to, you know, start Train from and scratch. Come back, yeah. <clears throat> like, that's got to be one of the most incredible comebacks. Besides the Ghost Inside, um, mm-hmm. I would actually admit <laughs> that that's probably one of the greatest comebacks yeah. in like musical history. For me, 100%. personally, it's Matt Heafy coming from. Screaming to not screaming, back to screaming in such a and, fucking great way. Too. Yeah, and as well as he does now as well. Oh, I know for the last two records, when he records, he will go and use that older technique as well just because he admits himself it just sounds so much better on recordings. But it takes him so long to warm up and he practices like with the the newer technique and then as soon as he's like, yep, we're ready, just rips through the song in like almost one take and then it's like rest <laughs> Yeah, bro, fuck. He, he's just quite literally one of the best vocalists in the genre at the yeah. moment. And, and how well man. he can... The, how he commands yeah. a crowd. Oh. oh, Everyone's wrapped around his fucking finger. Oh, yeah, From man. start to finish, hey. Incredible. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, so in waves, Trivium. Special edition, number 10. Jeez, that's a solid, solid, solid release. <laughs> fuck my entire... I wish I put that in because uh, at my at my number ten air quotes I've got Veil of Myers false idol. Ooh. Um, I Techie went with voice. this one. I went with this one because I was like, man, I I need like a, a fresh metal, like a really fresh metalcore album to put in this list. Um, and kind of noticed that uh, most of their discography falls more under the deathcore label up until they um get rid of Brandon and bring in Lucas mm-hmm. Nagar. Um, not the not the strongest start with Matriarch, although now going back to it, it's a it's a bit of a it's a better listen now than what it was when it first came out. But I would also argue that's just because I've had time to get used to False Idol. Yeah, uh, Lucas now with False Idol has actually you know confirmed his place in the band, and they've actually really come into their own as a metalcore band. I would say, I think they've um. They've made the transition well. And considering a lot of bands can't make that tr- transition, mm-hmm. um, it takes them a couple hours to figure, a couple hours, a couple <laughs> albums to figure it out. It took them one. Yeah. Essentially one, one experimental album. And then the next one, they come out and just full of fucking rages. Um, I would argue that um, I think it was the second single to come from that album. Wasn't the greatest, but um, 
I think that was Fracture. Fracture was the second single. And then Whistleblower, mm -hmm. um, second and third, were not so great, um, especially considering Overthrow was so good. But um, once it gets past, you know, those first couple of intro songs, it really starts to take on its own form. Yeah, and open up like, almost. Um, pool Spray, Grey Mail, um, especially Pool Spray. I think the fucking, the bounciness of that song, if, if you don't have that in any form of hype man playlist, you, you're mm. doing yourself a disservice, honestly. Because I, I think um, Mark Kubo does so well with keeping that chunkiness and such fucking technical mastery throughout that whole thing. He's just treading up and down that neck the whole time when he's not just chugging. And for that alone, I think this album really deserves a lot more praise than what it gets. Yeah, mm. I was going to say, they don't get sung very often. No, they don't. I've seen on any forums or groups on Facebook. They do kind of get mostly... put on the, the back. And that's mostly because they did make that transition from yeah. deathcore to metalcore. I mean, I, I still see it all the time. People are like, oh, the new album sucks, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I do believe that, you know, it would suck for someone who can't escape from <laughs> the original phase that the yeah. band was going through. I still can't deal with Northlane. But um, yeah. I would also say it's ignorance on their part as much as it is my, on my part for not liking Northlane. Anyway, um, I, I think this is probably one of the better metalcore, um, the newer, better metalcore albums to come out, especially in like the 2010s. If you think metalcore is stagnant, go and listen to that album. It'll probably change your mind. Um, I'd probably say it ends the album very well with Tyrant and Livestream kind of just going straight into each other. And the story that gets told from start to finish Kind of got to pay attention to lyrics, which, I mean, I do as much as yep. I can, but um, paints a really good picture of, um, a, of a person who's in this place and, you know, the, the whole, pl uh, the people look up to him, but, you know, he's really not what he is. So false idol makes sense, blah, blah, blah. Great album. My number 10, air quotes, uh, Veil of Myers, False Idol. Go check it out. Yeah, nice. Number nine, I've got a record we uh we spoke a little bit about last week, so I won't say a whole too much. It's uh Deep Blue by Parkway Drive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, still my favorite Parkway album. Um, it perfectly encapsulates the Byron heavyweights, like surfy riffs with crushing breakdowns. I think definitely the pinnacle of their music. Um, yep. start to finish, it rips. I've got a talent for creating these memorable riffs, and um. That this album features maybe one of their best in Karma, which will wake any crowd up instantly. And then oh, just straight 100%. into Circle Pits. Yeah, it is. As soon as that drum, that yeah. opening do, do, drum do, roll do, opens do. up, it's the crowd starts spinning. The pits just going <laughs> around instantly. And the album opens up with Unrest and those beefy kick drums. So good. Yeah, um, such a fucking prime album. A lot of raspy highs from Winston throughout the album as well, which we don't get a whole lot of anymore. You know, soaring riffs and fast-paced drums. Home is for the Heartless is easily one of the best chant-worthy songs from them as well. You get your mm -hmm. whole crowd wrapping arms around each other. Whoa, whoa. Preach. Yeah. Number nine, Deep Blue Parkway. So my next one we, we did speak about last week as well, so I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it 
Um, Divination in Hearts Wake. Banger. Again, um, the the feature with Winston, the feature with mm-hmm. Garrett Rapp, the feature with Adrian. On top of that, I think it's one of the best debuts in Australian music uh, history, heavy music history. Um, it's phenomenal from start to finish. Even now, what, 10 years later, it still holds up. Um, cracking record, really putting Byron Bay on the map in terms of heavy music. Jesus Christ, go and listen to it. We can't rave on about this enough. Yeah. So, if you do want to hear us rave on it about enough, go go back <laughs> to the last episode, Dan. <laughs> oh yeah, do it. But yeah, my my uh, number nine is in oh, Hearts Wake Divination. Yeah. Ripper album. Even if you like took away the features, it's still a kick-ass record. Oh, dude, honestly, man. And even I reckon it, it, either one of those vocalists, Kyle or Jake, could have taken on those parts. Mm-hmm. With, with ease but those features legitimately add so Just much raise extra it a little substance bit more, yeah oh man such a good and i actually found um this album when i was going through a um through the by library i didn't actually like <laughs> find it find it for the first time at the by library but i remember like seeing it physically for the first time at the by library and i remember hiring that thing out <laughs> and never took it back <laughs> <laughs> So if you're wondering where that went, fuck wits, it, I, I have it. <laughs> He's got it. He's not, not giving, giving it back. back. No, you can get fucked. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Number nine. Number eight, then. I have What Separates Me From You by A Day To Remember. Yeah. Pop punk with breakdowns. You know it's good. Yep. No, A Day to Remember is still one of the best live bands. I feel like just the energy throughout the entire show, it's start to finish, it's moving constantly. It never loses your attention. And then by the end of you, like, wow, that, would, that was amazing. They bring the energy every time. And you know, when they play anything off this record, they're going to fuck shit up. You've yeah. got the huge, huge rages like Sticks and Bricks, Second Sucks, All Signs Point to Lauderdale, and UB Tales, I'll Be Sonic. Oh. Some of their yeah, beefiest tracks, man. I still love, like, you see it on YouTube a little bit. They'll um, open up with Second Sucks, and they've got, like, the uh, wrestling announcement thing going, like the heavyweight championship of the world, and the ding, ding, and then Second Sucks kicks in. So good. Yeah, they are such a good live band, man. And I, as much as I would say I'd rather see them headline their own shows, they are so good to see at a festival. Yeah, when they can really open up, get all the stuff they want. But, I mean, they still pumped out a lot of fucking songs. Yeah, it was like close to 20 or something. Yeah. And, um... But that's literally without all the fucking around that they do in mm-hmm. between, you know, the songs. I think when I saw them at River Stage fucking 2018, 2017 maybe, probably. Um, I They played for 90 minutes and I think they played close to like 24 tracks. Jeez. And... That, that was a stonking set list. They played so many mm-hmm. of their fucking hits and so many old songs too. Yeah, that's um, cool. Would still like to see them play Heartless, but um, mm-hmm. a man can dream and a man can <laughs> hope. Um, but fuck, uh, that, that album is actually a massive shout. Yeah. 
I mean, all I want is still an anthem. I think I overplayed it when I was younger. So it's, I, I never go out of my way to put it on. But when I went back and listened to the whole, I was like, yeah, this still kicks ass. And the video clip's sick as well. It features all like the other artists singing along to it. You know, they what really blend up. Our beat pop punk with those beautiful downtuned metalcore, thick chuggy riffs, um, sticks and bricks. Then like from kicking your ass, go straight into that catchy chorus and then straight back into kicking your ass. And I think that's that might be my favorite track off the record just for how good it is. Just rips the whole time. Hard agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got eight. What separates me from you by a day to remember. Mate, let the crabs out of the pot because I've actually picked of Mice and Men's The Flood. Oh, that's a big record. For, for the next one. And um, man, oh fucking <laughs> man, what a trip it was going back to this one, yep. dude. Holy shit. Yeah, I was really you know, tempted to put them in too, but I, I just couldn't make it work. I, I could. And the reason for that is um, mostly just because I reckon... If it wasn't for Mice and Men, I wouldn't have really explored a lot of metalcore. Yeah, I think uh, Mice they were and Men a huge really staple. hold. Oh, mate, they hold such a like a dear place in my heart. And I remember there was a there was a really firm period of time where I stood by Aaron and said he was definitely the best vocalist, mm-hmm. um, clean vocalist for of Mice and Men. Mm-hmm. He did a good job. Um, but as he replaced Austin, I started to realize that he couldn't actually do both. And now that he's doing both, yeah. I, I can kind of see how bad of a clean vocalist he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've gone back on that statement and I'm now back in Shay Lee's corner and uh, listening to this album again in full, fully confirms, confirms that he's just the bomb, you know? Yeah. And from, I don't think there's really a moment in this album where you can kind of like skip a song because from start to finish, it's it's honestly just incredible. The calm, the storm, <laughs> all the way through to OG Loco, man. Oh, bro, what a rage! I'm gonna throw this on straight after the pod. You know, and then I'm right, looking at the set list here. I'm like, ah, oh, rages <laughs> upon rages. And st- still, YDGN. Yeah. Um, lower the pace down with my understandings. Fuck, bro. Yeah, what an what an incredible album, man. And the and depths as well is a complete rager. It's such a and especially this is a ten year old album now mm-hmm. too. And um, man, it it really does remind me of like my first couple of like years in high school. Yeah, honestly, yeah, hundred percent. Bopping around, shirt through <laughs> the fucking buttons, like oh, fucking shirt mean, through the buttons. Holy shit! <laughs> if if I, I had a yeah, I've had a rough day, bro. <laughs> yeah. My brain's in fucking overdrive. Yeah, mm-hmm. headphones through the buttons, you know, you're not, not listening to no cunt. It's just fucking... Just if anyone tries to talk stuff. to you, it's mosh pit ready. Yep, it's fucking... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think if you really want to have a throwback for one reason or another, throw this one on. Um, mm-hmm. And would also just say, like... This has got to be some of like the peak of the um, like the 2010s metalcore yeah. albums. You know what I that mean? That was a bit crabby, yeah. Yeah, when when crab was still like a thing, and MySpace mm-hmm. hadn't entirely been shut down yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, especially yeah, this is, I'm pretty um, sure this is like the second album. Yeah. This is a, yeah, like Matt Rushmore love that like scene MySpace crabby sort of album. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, give it all to the flood, man. One hundred percent. Give it to the flood. And I'm pretty sure I'm not a I'm not gonna be alone in saying that the the, the flood is their best album. Um Yeah. I mean whatever. Agree. Whatever if you don't think so. I mean I, I honestly would have had restoring force in there, but I actually yeah. went back and listened to that. And it doesn't hold up. No, it doesn't I, hold no, up. I'm exactly the same. I um, I because I used to love that album to death. Yeah, we were the CD same on that. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Dude, I remember going back to it a little while ago. I'm like, yeah, a little bit too melodic, a little bit too sissy. It just doesn't hold up. I can up remember now. fucking how ballistic we went when they re-released <laughs> it with as full circle. Yeah. Oh man, I remember the. I remember how fucking crazy we went for it. <laughs> Uh, and they ripped live as well. Oh, uh, I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't. I saw them at Soundwave first. Oh, I went like straight from Cold Rain to um, what are they called? Cold Rain into. I will pull it up in a second. Their name is. Crossfaith. Cold oh, Rain, Crossfaith oh, yeah. of Mice and Men. Dude, fuck. That was sick. sick. Um, the only bad thing I had to say was like, it was just like Austin didn't want to be there almost. Like he yeah. wasn't moving around a lot. This may have been because of how bad his back was at the time. Like now knowing this now, but yeah. At the time I was a little bit disappointed about that. I would be too, but you know. I mean, at, at least you got to see Austin perform Austin, yeah. at, at the at the place he was like supposed to be playing because mm-hmm. uh, he was supposed to come with a, uh, a day to remember, but they yeah. got replaced with issues because they <laughs> pulled out because Austin had, was in hospital. So, look, mate, you you got it pretty good. You got to see Austin <laughs> in his prime. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got to cry while Austin was fucking <laughs> in hospital. So, watching watching fucking issues. <laughs> watching issues of all bands. Oh fucking Christ, dude! That's got to be one of the cringiest shows, really? right? Like one of the cringiest parts of the show, and like and tonight alive opened for fuck's yeah. sake, and and issues was still the cringiest band. I think cringiest for me was I accidentally caught Escape the Fate at Soundwave one year, and that was hard Ooh. to watch because the yeah. tent was packed down at Showgrounds as well, so they had a full tent of just weebs vibing out to Escape the Fate. Didn't you accidentally see Ice Nine Kills at uh, Good Things as well? The very end of it, yeah. Fuck my life. <laughs> I was waiting around for Dance Gavin Dance and they were just finishing up and I was like, what the fuck is this, man? Like it just cemented my dislike for that band. A <laughs> uh, bunch of fucking cunts. Mm. But anyway, that's of Mice and Men's The Flood. Um, that would nice. probably be my number, what, 10, 9, 8? Yeah, 8. Um, go and risk to it go and have a bit of yeah, a go back because you're gonna forget how good it is oh dude you will 100 fuck and then once you're done with that go and go back and listen to attack attack <laughs> stuck stuck like smoke smoke hunter still fucks ass how good was that thing i tagged you in jen shit posting it was like someone's spotify plays it was like the sexy times and it was just stick stickly the whole playlist 
Yep, I can <laughs> confirm I have been there. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, fuck my entire life. Yes. <laughs> Moving fun. on. Uh, my number seven was uh, very controversial. I made sure I uh, talked to you about this one. And uh, <laughs> like, you know, someone will completely do That's not a fucking metalcore <laughs> album, which it really isn't. But they get called metalcore here and there. So I've got Every Time I Die with the Big Dirty. Yeah. Okay, straight up hardcore album, but I'm letting it slip. Yeah. It's a fucking rage album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a fucking good album. I love it. This is my favorite oh. every time I die record. It's so dirty. Yep. Oh, big, name. dirty, party, hardcore vibes, man. Oh, the perfect backyard summer drinking album. Buck is with the. All the great one-liners. Of course, the best one. Look away. I've been bitten by the party animal. Get out, son. Get out. (laughs) Oh, such a rager, bro. I love that track. Man, fuck. I'm going to have to go back. Dude, and for like a 14-year-old album as well, it holds up so well. Like the mixing and mastering was done incredible. Everything still pops and hits where it meant to. And like big moment when they kick the overdrive on at the end of um cities and years, oh. <laughs> everything just turns up and not just kicks you in the face. Oh, dude, kicks in your face, fucking make sure it's grabbed a handful of dirt, dropped it in your eyes, and while you're too busy trying to scrub it out, it's fucking it's... spitting in your face. And then the entire poured time. an entire bottle of Jack Daniels down your bum hole. Oh. oh. At least um, it's going in my butthole and not the Esky. <laughs> okay, yes, yeah, so I just said um send Brody um Nick from Make Them Suffer story and he's the caption was the only way to drink Jack Daniels. He's got it and just poured it straight into the Esky. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> oh, he's done that a few times. I don't know what was that, and there was something else as well. Like he's like. Whatever they okay. gave him at catering before the show, it might have been VB or something. And he's literally <laughs> just booted the can away. <laughs> his, I miss his stories before a show. They were so funny. Oh, my. They were. You mentioned it in the chat before. Yeah, it was like I that one where he's like just walking around backstage, just like looking at someone, like taking a drink and then just nodding and then moving on to like the next person and what they're doing and then just repeats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was too busy crying. By the time I went to respond, it was too late. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Because I like relived that entire snap. Yeah. In my I wish head. I saved oh. it. Bro, like that, that it was, was so just good. so good. I remember I sent it to you, and like we just laughed for like hours on end. At, <laughs> like we have to do this. <laughs> oh, Along with making rager riffs, he's also a funny chap. Oh, well, half his fucking luck because he's an ugly cunt. He's <laughs> not that bad looking. No, Jesus. He's not. No, so he's, he's not. a good looking lad. He is a very good. I'd give him lad. a kiss I'm, on the lips. He's only ugly because of what he does to Uncle Jack, all right? <laughs> I'm so upset. I'm, uh, I, I was fake crying, but actually shed a real tear. <laughs> okay, getting back to every time I die. Um, <laughs> another rager with probably one of the best, like, little dirty southern riffs on the record is uh, Rondez Voodoo, which is a sick, 
um, song name as well. And like, yeah. if you started drinking at like the start of this album, when this song kicks in, you're smashed. And then this tra- <laughs> track just like comes along and like turns everything up a few notches. So you better get those spew buckets ready. Oh, bro. So it's like track seven or something. And oh my, it's so good. Just how dirty it is. Yeah, I need to go back and have a listen. Yeah, Jesus man. Christ. In rehab it's as well. And Depression Easter and Buffalo Gals are so good to like close out the album as well. If like only 36 minutes long, you can just pump this one out twice so easily. Yeah. And it's worth it too. Yeah. It's I think, such a, good I think um, a lot of the appeal in that album is just how straightforward it is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Keith Buckley's lyrics have not wavered a single no, moment he from is the, a the inception of the band. And like, again, like you were saying, like the one liners and the mm-hmm. references and the things that he says in, <laughs> in that, in that album, they all still make so much sense today. And I love as well how like different both of the Buckley boys look as well. Like, it, <laughs> like if you saw them in a video clip, you would not think they're related. Yep. Especially yeah. the one for um Decaying with the Boys, where Jordan's oh. got like the huge handlebar mustache. Just looks like full like redneck trucker. It's great. Fuck, I want a handlebar. That's one of my fa- that's one of my favorite songs from Every Time I Die. I've got to agree with that too. It's such a fucking belter, that one. And it's an yep. all-time classic too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So number seven, The Big Dirty, Every Time I Die. I've, I've gone with Structures, Life Through a Window Ooh. for this one. Um, again, a newer sort of metalcore release from the 2010s. One of the more promising bands, I would say, in that gentcore style yep. of metalcore. Um, I think they all disbanded pretty much after the release of this album. I don't un- understand or really know why, but I'm pretty sure that the or most of the members have gone on to do their own thing. I'm pretty sure the drummer is now in another band that's actually doing pretty well. But for the life of me, I can't think of it. <laughs> um, I would actually argue that um, this has to be one of my all-time favorite gentcore albums. Um, it, it vocally. Um, leaves a lot to be desired because I can't. I think he's kind of monotone throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, doesn't really do a whole lot, but it's it's really the riffs and yeah. the song structures that really kind of push this album through. I think this was Ocean's Eight Alaska before Ocean's Eight Alaska was a thing, and I I want to give a lot of credit to these guys for really trying to pioneer a sound that wasn't exactly going to be coming through until later on. Mm-hmm. Um, especially throughout the 2010s. <clears throat> um, I would also argue that besides being a massive waste of talent, um, fuck, I, I, lo- I actually don't have the rest of the note for this. What happened? Oh, no. Oh, fuck. You're a big fuckhead. Yikes! I think the I think what I was really going to say was just fucking um, man. I actually feel like a fuckwit. Um, it cl- it closes off the album pretty well. I'll just I'll just skip to where I've actually got. <laughs> um, closes out the album very well with Adrian's um uh, vocal feature, and then Life Through a Window, which has got to be one of the most hard hitting songs from that album. Um. I think the whole album is really just um, 
an outside looking in on your own life and what you should be doing. And I think that really is what makes that album stand out so much to me Mm -hmm. besides how fucking heavy it really is. Guitars just don't stop. And um, again, just really starts making, just starts making it um, the, the genre open up into a place where it should be. Um, the fact that more bands aren't coming out and doing stuff like this is just upsetting, mm-hmm. to be honest. Especially seeing like how much traction Ocean's 8 Alaska are getting at the moment as well. Yes. And, it's, and like I said, it leaves a little bit to be desired on the vocal front, but I'm pretty certain if they all kind of went their own ways and did their own things, especially the guitarists, the guitarists are really what make that band. So if they kind of stuck, like stuck, they mm-hmm. stuck together. I'm having a rough day today, pal. <laughs> If they stuck together and kind of just did their own thing, I reckon we would see Structures 2.0 in a, in a fucking fantastic sort of way. But now that I feel like a fuckhead, and I've actually started sweating because I've I really had a lot to say about that album and the note's gone. Did you do um, like a copy and paste mess up sort of thing? Yeah. By, no. the, look, by, the, by the looks of it, that's what's happened. Um. So That's instead of making shame. myself look like a fuckwit, um, structures life through a window. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to jam this one again as well. It's been a while. Um, yeah. So moving into number six, I've got another one that we've already spoken about, and it's Shogun by Trivium. Not exactly straight up medical either. It's so technical, but. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, how tight they sound as well. Like everything po- bites and punches the way it should be. Um, they really showed off that they weren't a one trick pony riding Metallica riffs, just tuned down a little bit. I hope like one day they kind of make a return to this flavor of Trivium for a full length or just a couple of singles. Um, so many deep cuts, like we mentioned, it slays front to back. Hafey has always had great lyrics and this album puts that right on display. Um, the storytelling is next level here. Um, and I really hope now that they have Alex, they do a yeah, 20 years of Shogun tour. And my favorite track would be like Callisto to a star in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Just to breeze through that one. We already spoke about it. So go check it out last episode. Yep. I'd agree with that. Definitely check out our last episode and also <laughs> check out Shogun, the special edition. Yeah. <laughs> Rage off. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Oceans at Alaska, <laughs> I've I've um I got lost idols here. Yeah, I feel bad for not putting them in. I, it just slipped. They just yeah, just, I, I just couldn't think of them for some reason. Yeah, I I had to make sure I had Oceans at Alaska in here. Um, they were such a mind blower, especially after structures. Because I mean, once I'd figured out structures had like come and gone, I was like, oh no, what am I gonna do now? Oh, <laughs> um. But they totally make up for that <laughs> that gap yeah. that they just needed to fill. I, I also went for Lost Isles too over Hikari because as much as good as Hikari is, um, I would argue if you're not really into the whole super melodic style that metalcore has just found itself really leaning into and just becoming or being, um, I would argue that Lost Isles is definitely for you. Less melodic, more throat Punch punchy, face, yeah. and um, ball stompy. <laughs> um, uh, even the intro track for um, four three or four thirty two, four three two, 
fucking considering most of it's just like sample and then it's just fucking riff and belter i think they still play it a fair bit too which is wicked i think now they've um cycled over to um benzatine uh just opening up with that since the hikari um album cycle but now that um james is back maybe mm. see a return to the opener of 432 and blood brothers maybe yeah, yeah oh. i remember when we saw them as well on that absolutely stacked lineup which was thornhill oceans at alaska silent planet make them suffer oh. they were such a st- like everyone played incredible oceans were a huge standout just for how well like jake was as a vocalist like yeah, it, it, he blew my mind just the way he would go from these cleans like nailing every note into devastating lows yeah oh and the rest of the band man they've got some talented boys talented. Yeah, they're, they're all chris chris is half band. robot i'm i'm certain if Convinced. not full robot he's the drum terminator. he's an android he <laughs> 100 he what he what he does just doesn't fucking make sense at mm-hmm. all um yeah from I, I mean and it doesn't really waver in quality from blood brothers high horse vultures and okay. sharks floorboards fucking over the edge yeah man. oh dude and mirage oh my god mirage has to be one of the most beautiful songs on that album and like yeah it's it's definitely a first full release from the band and you can tell just by james's vocals but mm. um now that he's come back i'd i mean i you can tell he's done a bit of work hopefully he can actually sing <laughs> all of jake's parts because yeah. jake jake is a really good vocalist and, and it'll be a shame if the- they don't really touch hikari anymore either like that is such a killer record <clears throat> they they have to play those songs I yeah, it's a. I reckon that'll depend on how much work James has done on yeah, the side. Yeah, In in regards to his clean vocals, and like hopefully he has. I don't think they would have brought him back if he hadn't. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then again, in saying that, they uh, Jake was pu- pushed out of the band due yeah. to creative differences. Yeah, creative differences. So maybe they are going back, back to a heavier style of sound and not sticking with what they were doing in Hikari. It's all just speculation for me at the moment, but um, at 44 minutes, 13 songs, fuck mate, this is, if metalcore could just be like this and <laughs> life through a window, I would be so happy, but um, it is what it is. Ocean's 8 Alaska, Lost Isles, even if you don't like the vocals, they have an instrumental version. Now, yeah. <laughs> so go and listen to that. Um, yeah, that would be number six, would it? Yep. Five, seven, six. six. I don't fucking know. I'm not keeping track anymore. Six. And number five. <laughs> <laughs> I've discoveries <laughs> by Northlane. Oh, Rager. Yeah, man. Like, we went and spoke about Singularity last week. Um, this is personally my favorite Northlane record. It's a bit heavier. And it honestly rips start to fit in like disposition absolutely that riff, man. Oh, it's so good, hey. Comatose, transcending dimensions, it's so fucking exposure, good. metamorphosis, and then I shook hands with death. 
start <laughs> to finish. Belters. It's, it's just Belters. fucking incredible. And that was their first full length as well, man. Unreal. Yeah. I mean, I would probably still hold In Heart's Wake above this yeah. one. But, I mean, still, for a fucking still debut. And oh, I, I will always put on Discoveries mm-hmm. for one reason or another. Like, that song is just such a fucking good instrumental song. Yeah. And it's I think it's mostly just drum patterns, which is fine by me. <laughs> I love just hearing people drum over yeah. nothing. Just it's absolutely more, kill a, it on the kit. Ah, uh, bro. And I shook hands with Death straight after yeah, it, too. Fuck. I don't know how I forgot about this one. I mean, I yeah. do, but... <laughs> I shook hands uh, might be my favorite off the record. That, but it's hard to go past disposition as well. Yeah. To open up with that, man. Oh. It really sets the fucking tone and yeah. the pace all at the same time. Unreal. Shame we never got to saw Adrian and the band are performing these songs as well. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> Such a shame. So sad. But yeah. But, you know, it is what Marcus it is. is okay. Yeah, he's right. I guess. Yeah, he's Fucking bald head bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Number five. Uh, there's not really a whole much I can say about this. Like, everyone knows it rips front end. Nothing I'm going to yeah. say has not been said before. So, yeah. Fair enough. There's that one. Northlane's Discoveries. And um, this was one hell of a discovery when I stumbled across it. Um, and it is uh, Drift by Error. Ooh. Big, um, big. Very big. Very big. And my goodness, what what an, what an awesome album. Mm-hmm. For, in terms of melodic metalcore anyway, I would say this is probably one of the better ones. Um, and maybe one of the better metal crowds to come out of 2010 because it kind of it kind of sits on the pile for me of those um, of those bands that drop albums and they've got clean they've got the screams and they just work so fucking well mm-hmm. together just sharing trading lines. yeah the way it's laid out and everything man the structure is great. And again, it's just nonstop riffage from front to fucking back. Jesse is is an animal, and for him to take lead like lead guitar role on top of like a, a, a secondary vocalist role is mm-hmm. just fucking insane. Like I I I don't praise I can't, I can't praise this album enough. And I've, and if I really wanted to, I could speak about this album on end for fucking <laughs> hours. Um, I would argue, I would argue the fact that it's probably second best in their discography, but I really wanted to talk about this one because I think for me, Drift was the album that kind of broke the mold in terms of like realizing like metalcore isn't as bad as what I think it is up until it really was, which was like a couple months after Drift released. But, um, I would say that the middle of the album is the best part of the album and everything else kind of like gears around that. Um, songs like um, what Drift, the title track yep. anyway, and Hourglass, I oh, think Hourglass. really are standouts in their discography. 
But yeah, you, even you can't today. really go past um, Orchid, even Luminescence. Yeah, the whole like first four or five tracks on that album, I think. I actually really liked uh, Safe Haven and Hypnotist. Yeah. I think, um, again, I, I love how metalcore bands can close out albums because it's really in that middle part that, re- that really makes or breaks the album yep. for me personally. I feel like some bands get to the middle of the album and they kind of like let it all go to shit just so yeah. they can bring it back at the end and be like, oh, this is <laughs> such a great it. album, such a great way to close the album out. But yeah, from start to finish, I don't really think there is like an unrecommendable song. Um, it really is a showcase in um, how good guitarists are now, you know? Yeah, especially in that metalcore genty flavor of it too. Yeah, so much talent. There really is. And this, it's bands like them that make me say, okay, if you're not going to fucking play on seven strings, you're really (laughs) just wasting my time. (laughs) He does love a big Um, thick boy. I do love a very thick uh, guitar. I do like a very (laughs) thick guitar. And thick Um, boys. We love you as well, big boys. We do love the very thick boys. So cut Um. Yes, sir. Very thank you, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, so before I start rambling on about error, um, that's number five for me. Yes. What would have been number yeah. five? Coolies are number four. Get your vomit bucket ready, mate, because this is, there is oh, a hell. No. Believe me, I've seen it. There is a heaven. Oh. Let's keep it a secret by bringing the horizon. Can I mute you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love this band so much and like right around like this time and semper Eternals, where i feel like they were really at their best like with everything um this one has so many rages especially alligator blood man um but it starts open with uh crucify me which has the um the title of the album in there um that's a fantastic track it's a big boy too. It's um six and a half minutes basically, which is big for these guys especially. Um, then goes on to anthem, super catchy track. It never ends and don't go being the slower ones on the album. Oh, and blessed with the curse. Um, it's a shame they didn't play these ones anymore because I know like they always got huge crowd responses. Um, home sweet hole. I think visions is super underrated as well. Visions blacklist super underrated tracks. Um, yeah, I remember hearing this one and it being just on repeat forever. Like this one, it was basically just alligator blood. And then from suicide season, I had, um, Chelsea smile and diamonds aren't forever. Just the three that were just constantly on repeat, just ripping my little teen ear holes apart. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you so much. I know. <laughs> So good. <laughs> That's number four. There is a hell. Bring me. Well, very fitting because that's disgusting. <laughs> and disgusting is my number four from Beartooth. Yeah. Rager. Um, I was so close to putting this one in. Yeah, I don't think it... I think it deserves a spot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean... Taking the whole Dave Grohl approach to making an album, um, wow, we fucking mama, bro. Holy <laughs> shit. 
not not only is Caleb Shomo one of the most tortured souls in heavy oh, yeah, music man. history, but I would argue he's definitely one of the most talented motherfuckers. On the yeah, the way too. he can just put it all out there as well is unreal. Again, another album from start to finish that you just cannot like skip a single mm-hmm. song. Uh, the lines beaten in, in lips, body bag in between, relapsing literally from one to five, and unskippable. <laughs> Ignorance yeah. is bliss. I have a problem. One more, mm. me in my own head. Fucking seriously, from six to fucking ten, keep your American dream unskippable, dude. Um, Connor as well he- on the drum kit. I have to say, just cut you off there a little bit. Is brilliant. His energy is well live. Um, go on to YouTube and watch any of the drum cams for him, and you'll see how good he is. And the fact that he also does some dual vocals in there with it as well. Mm, tasty boy. Just tears that kid to shreds, man. Yeah, which because, is weird. Because um, Caleb did the whole album mm-hmm. by himself. And I'm pretty sure he's actually done every Beartooth album by himself. He yep. just has the band live. Yep. Which, I mean, that again just lends to the fact that he's. One of the most talented yeah, fucking man. people in the industry, man. If if, if coming from Attack Attack yeah. wasn't enough, dude, like come and then do he this, just, yeah. And this is such an aggressive fucking album, and mm-hmm. he, nothing is nothing is left out on the table. It, it is put out for everyone to see and just hold and 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 ingest, and everyone takes it all in. And then they're just left in the fucking corner, spewing all over themselves, pissing and shitting in their pants, thinking, what the fuck? I feel so good, but I'm so sad at the same yeah. time. That is this album. Disgusting. So and catchy as well. It really, from just the just the album title alone, and then <laughs> as you get further sums through it the up, track yeah. list, you really do feel like... You are disgusting mm-hmm. in every it's weird sense though, of the like you, word. You catch yourself singing along to these lyrics and then like all of a sudden you're like, whoa. Like yep. you kind of realize like what he's saying as well. And just the way that he puts it out as well. The vocal delivery is always something I've found of his to be extremely good. It's just so raw. And like you said, yeah, the lyrics are just and vocals are just tortured. Best way to say it. Yeah. And um honestly um would actually rate the whales and i mean uh, this probably gets said so many times but the way he wails in mm-hmm. fucking i have a problem yes. is just goosebump worthy man oh, i i fucking love that song so much i would prefer the demo version of that song or the ep yeah, version of that the DB, song yeah um that that stick ep is mm-hmm. fucking sick Oh my god, I hate that. But um, <laughs> I I would totally recommend sick and then disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck me dead. If for one reason or another your head's been so far up your ass, you just didn't understand this album existed. Pull it out for a moment, and while you're at it, pull your dick out of there too, because you need to beat off to this album. Um, Still, one band I'm yet to see that I really want to see as well. Um, yes, I think last time they came through, they were like eighty dollars for a ticket. I couldn't really justify it, but still, someone I really. What want were to they see. touring? Uh the last album, the Orange one. Oh yeah, no, I I can't really see. That's the thing too. It's a shame that he's gone down the whole mm-hmm. butt rock sort of route. Yeah, but um, what they I still play a lot of these tracks though, which is good. Yeah, well, they ha- they have to otherwise <laughs> they're fucked. Um, not really. It's. Like it's the stuff that made them, and when you've got three albums yeah. of content, 
you you can't I don't think you've really got enough to, there to be like okay we can kind of neglect the mm-hmm. original songs that kind of put us on the map I think that when they stop playing songs from disgusting is the, when you stop seeing them but yeah that's, it's like when they've that's, gone through um, the rock yeah but that's obviously um you know talking down the fact that they can't get better which um if you know the rumors are to be believed um this is supposed to be the heaviest bear tooth album yet so mm-hmm. um i'll hold hope and yeah. let's just relive disgusting <laughs> in all of its glory bear tooth would have been number four and i absolutely love it go and listen again <laughs> Number three uh, record we spoke about last week. My first love, Stand Up and Scream, Bask Alexandria. Yep. Now, Des- now we're talking crab pots. <laughs> Despite some of its cringy, cringy lyrics, they're so good at the same time. And it just takes you back to then as well. Like when all the bands had those super cringy lyrics and they were just all in impact font on t-shirts with the neon writing and crazy neon pictures as well. Yeah. It's it's probably a good thing. I didn't have a job then. I was too young. So I, my wardrobe would have just been filled with it and I'd be holding onto them today. Like, (sighs) remember (sighs) that time. (laughs) (laughs) Get on your knees. Wow. Oh, fuck. Yeah, like we 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 did a big circle joke over this one last week. Go we back. Did. Go listen to the album as well. Like I feel like it doesn't get talked enough about either when people like refer to the older stuff. Like it's so good. Yeah, nowhere near enough recognition, especially mm-hmm. from um even old heads too. But yeah. again, old old heads just don't want to recognize it unless they kind of grew up in the scene. Where the where we know? are, yeah. It's like, yeah, we almost sit in that weird sort of spot. Yeah, we do, man, where we weren't like, like really there at the time, but we were. Yeah, like we were just a little bit too young that we could like fully be a part of it. We were just there in spirit almost. And like the people that are like maybe two, three years above us hated it. And like the younger ones now that you see in all the Facebook groups just don't even know about it. Yeah. Oh, bro, because I've got a couple of older mates in in um, the metal sort of area, and Weld. they don't don't really like asking mm-hmm. Alexandria at all. They kind of like spew emoji yeah. me every time I share something about it. Basically, but, um, your reaction when I bring up Bring Me the Horizon, it's it's just that fucking suicide season bullshit. And, and there is a hell. There is a hell. It's just those two <laughs> fucking albums. Anything else is fine. Deathcore Bring the Horizon, yes, sick. Yeah. Sandpit Turtle, yes, sick. Ammo, <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, At least survival horror is good. Yeah. That was a nice anyway. return to form. We'll see what they do now. Uh, enough about Bring the Horizon for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, You'll never escape. Mm, I want to. <laughs> How far away is the Necroverse from here? Are we there yet? <laughs> we got four more light years of travel, sir. Fuck! <laughs> Put me back into stasis. <laughs> <laughs> sir, we oh, can't um, do that. <laughs> oh, 
Legend You're just going to have to stick with Bring Me the Horizon for now. Uh, brother. <laughs> I'm going out of garbage feeling, shoot. I ain't feeling too yeehaw at the moment. <laughs> okay. You're, the, you're number three. Chasing goats. Oh, big one. I didn't get any amity in. Yeah, I um, I I thought, fuck it, you know, if there's if there's one album that really makes me like want to want to curl up into a ball mm-hmm. and cry, it's it's one of the it's one of these ones, honestly. I remember again, like, I think, yeah, go on. Back like when we first heard it as well, it was like one of those things that where we just loved it, like yeah. the whole time. Like I remember constantly yeah. sending each other um lyrics just through text and stuff. Oh, bro, such a. This was uh, a and I remember seeing that album cover too, mm. and like, mm-hmm. I, holy fuck, I don't so think I've good. ever seen an album cover like that. You know, like it kind of made mm-hmm. me go, "Wow, this shit must be fucking brutal, dude." And then, <laughs> like, it wasn't really brutal, but it was. Yeah. Not like the brutal B R double zero. Yeah, double zero. It's more of the just a sad brutal. Sad and, boy, bro. Um, That's yeah. you are. Sad boy, crew. I yeah, I've got to talk to you about that album off off the podcast. <laughs> um, look, again, it's it's one of the highlights in the discography for them. I would say, mm-hmm. um, toss it up between Young Bloods. I don't give a fuck. They're both great albums. Yeah, it'll, um, it'll I, I I tossed up between Goats and Young Bloods, but I thought at the end of the day, it's got to be Chasing Goats. Um, just going on name alone, I don't give a fuck. Hmm. That's my number three. If you want to hear me rant, if you want to hear us rant about chasing goats as much as we ranted about young bloods, I think you need to go back to the other podcast. But um, my number three would have yeah, been. Yeah, that's a devastating sure. album. Oh, fuck. I'm like, yeah. yeah, just coming into it all as well. Like that one was, you know, huge. I remember picking up the CD for it and just constantly listening to it. It's mixed so well too. Yeah, man. It sounds so especially good like anything. through actual speakers as well through the CD. Like yes. I've always found CDs plays so much better than like MP3. Yep, always. Oh, it pops, man. I want to get I want to get a vinyl player. I want to hear this on vinyl. This album oh, on vinyl. Yeah, through fucking ridgy dig speakers. <laughs> Holy Lucy fuck. Goose. Number three, Chasing Goats. Let's cool. go, baby. Amity Affliction. Number two, another record we spoke about last week. I've Lost Forever, Lost Together by Architects. Well, One. before you talk any further, this is my number two as okay. well. So, Yeah, we we love, love this record. Um, it was nonstop for me for so long. This and Ocean Grove. Oh, man. It does everything for me. Yeah. You know, going back no. now, it's I think... I've overplayed it a little bit. It doesn't hit the same way it used to now, but I can still appreciate like just how incredible okay. it is. Like start to finish. Yeah. I think just at the yeah, moment, see, I'm just wanting something else and that's why it's not doing it for me. But yeah, yeah start to no, finish, I, man. I can agree with that. But I, um, I also went back and listened to it after that pod again, after already listening to it a lot <laughs> that week leading up to the pod. And it, it's still fucking really good. Sam's, I think that's the best Sam has sounded on a record. Yep. Hands down, 100%. I don't want to hear any arguments about it. Okay. And that's from Say Holy Hell, leave right now. Oh, yeah. That album doesn't exist. 
<laughs> Sorry, but but yeah, fuck. I, I mean, I, I think we can. I think we can really rave on about this album until the cows come home. But I don't have yeah. any cows, so I, no, I've been talking for hours. Okay, well, number two for both of us is yeah. Architects Lost Together, Lost Forever. And um, seeing as how I don't really want to do a whole lot of talking because I really want to get into death call right now, um, mm. <laughs> I want to jump ahead ahead and just say my, my what would have been at the top. Um, it wouldn't. Not, I keep saying what would have been this number and that number. It's just because uh, I don't have yeah. a list. I'm just saying whatever. So um, at the top of my list, I've got Memphis May Fires, The Hollow. Wow. Again, listen to the last, last week's episode. episode. I raved and raved and ranted and cried and raved about this album. Fantastic. I need you all to tell me that it is. If you don't already believe it, please, 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 please. Yeah, I feel like that's another one that gets slept on a lot. Just even the band in general. Like I never see their name pop up anywhere anymore. Yeah, because Maddie Mullins is a fucking tosser. But this album is absolutely incredible. And before he became that tosser. Mm. So um, I would say peak uh, Memphis made fire, and also if you're gonna fucking argue with me and say that Challenger is better, I don't want to know that you're alive. I don't want to know anything about you. You are dead to me, and you should be dead to everyone else that you love. <laughs> I don't Jesus, he, he, he loves the record. The, the hollow is so good, and the Challenger just is not it. If you're going to tell me Challenger is sick, you are shit. Well, there you have it, gent- ladies and gentlemen. The verdict is in. Don't be a cunt. <laughs> Just fucking tell me the hollow's good, okay? That's all I want to know. And my number one just so happens to be, I think, my favorite album of all time. Mm-hmm. It's Sandpit oh, Turtle. You know it. Yeah. You yep. know it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Easily the pink in their sound, like really paving the way for what people are still trying to copy now. And they've already like moved on like three times already. Um, Yep. Where Ollie started to really experiment more, almost do like some sort of clean, raspy singing in a way. Um, The raw emotion as well in each section is ridiculous. It's the beginning of their electronic elements. Um, in tracks like uh, Can You Feel My Heart and Sleepwalking. Then you get the real gut-wrenching ones in Seen It All Before, Crooked Young and Hospital for Souls. Really detail where Ollie was mentally at the time and yeah. really kind of like brings you in on the descent through his emotional state as well. Like it's it's a ripper album. It's so deep. And they keep their roots and the heavier tracks, you know, Antivist, Shadow Moses, House of Wolves. Still played today, of course. They've got to. Yeah, well, it would honestly be very disappointing when they stop playing songs from mm. Sandpit Turtle. And then the memorable you know, video for um, Shadow Moses as well. I feel like if any era of Bring Me the Horizon is going to be remembered, it's going to be from Sandpit Turtle yeah. onwards. Um, like, yes, we can, we can talk about the old album, like the old Ur albums as much as we want. Like, I'll always say fucking Count Your Blessings Blessings. is like the peak of Bring Me The Horizon's career. But, um, you know, as much as I also want to skip past the the other two albums, 
got to admit, it wasn't until Sempit Turtle where they kind of really fucking broke through and mm-hmm. made that name their own. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they were always on kind of like a steady growth with those first two albums. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're miles above everyone else doing these huge headline shows that no one else in that same genre was doing. Yep. Getting these huge festival slots. Millions of views on YouTube. And it's well-deserved too, honestly. So yeah, my number one, Bring Me the Horizon, Sempaternal. There you have it. Very nice, my friend. Very so I'm going to nice run through indeed. quickly. Ten is In Waves Deluxe. Nine, Parkway Drive Deep Blue. Eight, What Separates Me From You, A Day to Remember. Seven, Every Time I Die, The Big Dirty. Six, Trivium Shogun Deluxe. Five, North Lane Discoveries. Four, Bring Me the Rise and There Is a Hell. Three, Asking Alexandria, Stand Up and Scream. Two, Architects, Lost Forever, Lost Together. One, Bring Me the Rise and Semper Turtle. From bottom to top, I've got Veil of Maya, False Idol, In Heart's Wake, Divination, Of Mice and Men, The Flood, Special Edition, uh, Structures, Life Through a Window, Oceans at Alaska, Lost Isles, Error, Drift, Beartooth, Disgusting, The Amity Affliction, Chasing Goats, I'll Forever Call It That, Fuck Off, mm-hmm. Architects, Lost Together, Lost Forever, and Memphis Mayfires, The Hollow. Beautiful. Wow. Big list. All fantastic records. Now we have a treat for you. I brought this one already, (laughs) I think, two two weeks ago. I wanted to do another band war, a little fantasy one. Something we'd like to see come to fruition and bless our ear holes. One I feel like you would rather, I feel like mine, you would never want into your ear holes. Oh, no. Yeah. What have you got? Oh no, he no, he's doing that fucking uh, oh god, what are you here doing? Here we go, man. I'm gonna oh. start from the back. On the drums, <laughs> we have Daniel Adair from Nickelback. A dude Sake, here we go. that can here absolutely crush it live. And he has uh, some of the best sounding drum tones, man. Bass. Oh. Eric English, Kublai Khan. Okay, beefy sharks. <laughs> Guitar. We mentioned him before. We have Jordan Buckley from Every Time I Die. And vocals, Skylar Croom from Here's Legend. And my band is called Country Blumkin. If you don't know what a Blumkin is, go and Google it and then come back. And essentially, if the Big Dirty was a person, but instead of blood, it had bourbon flowing through its veins, is this. Just big, dirty, party, hardcore vibes. And Skylar's vocals are from the Angels. And his, his lyrics are so good as well. I'm going to send you some later. Just some of the stuff he comes up with is fantastic. Oh, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Oh, man, parental supervision, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it is beautiful. These big, uh, dirty southern. Oh, it's gorgeous, sake, dude! Oh my god! You know what? As I've, I had as soon as I messaged you, I was like already sort of planning this in my head. I was like, "Fuck, I've got to like get us to do this again." And like, I've had the band see, ready for like two weeks, just waiting to tell you. See, I've as you've mentioned it before, and like 
I mean, I literally only put mine together tonight, but I have had so many different ideas of like what band mm-hmm. members I want to gel together. And I had the idea before the podcast had started, but it was like, fuck, like I totally couldn't think of like who I wanted to fill around the guitars. Cause I already had the guitars like set up, ready to go. Um, but yeah, it was who, who I filled in around it. So um, from the back, I have Lee Stanton. Diada's murder on drums blast beat Um, boy yeah just the blast beat master honestly um on bass i've got danny hauser um from veil of maya um he's he brings so much technicality and so much fucking power that um is hopefully doesn't overshine or outshine or you know, any, anything to do with overpowering the guitars because I have Lucas Mann, Rings of Satin, just for Shred Factor, Logan Young from Reflections, and um, there's another band that he's fucking in that I can't think of. I think it's Ida Breather. Um, his guitar tone is absolutely fucking incredible and... I, I can't get enough of how he sounds. And uh, Frederick Thordenall <laughs> from Sugar. Mm-hmm. They round out the three. And then I have Ben Mason from Ooh. fucking Bound in Fear on the vocals. Yeah. This is heavy. I, I wanted Breeze. I wanted fucking Girls. I wanted Burbo Dings. Burbo Dang. I've called this out. This, this band, the Sons of Fall. Nice. Now I understand Lucas doesn't really fit into that Thole brand, and neither does Danny or Lee. But they can. I know. Work. I know Danny can do anything in the fucking world. I've I've seen him do incredible just bass solos that don't even fit anywhere close to the music that he plays. I'd actually say more influenced by jazz he is. Yeah. Um. And Lucas, man, I know he can gent, <laughs> and I know he can shred. I want There's him just one to little just, step away from the throne. I want him to just, just to just chill out a little bit, dumb down his play style, and then watching him and Frederick just bounce mm-hmm. solos between each other. Oh, oh man! But they've got to play exclusively on eight and nine strings. I won't have any lower than that, <laughs> to be honest. Because, like, Logan sounds the best when he's using eight. Lucas sounds the best when he's using a nine. And Frederick is just better when he's using an eight, too. So Sons of Thol, expect their new album to come out mm. sooner rather than later. Um, <laughs> and just on that as well, we're only 10 days away from the new Humanities Last Breath record. That's going to be so good. That's going to be a big episode. Oh, man. Oh, man. No, fuck. This month, and even March is even more stacked. I don't even want to think Mm -hmm. about it. Fuck my entire life. Yeah, so I'm going to leave this for a week. Uh, Give everyone a bit of time to listen to it. Have a think about the two bands. And when we upload the next episode or around the time we record it, I'm going to put up a little poll on the Instagram page. Want y'all to come down and vote. Country Blumpkin, Sons of Thal. Who yeah, do you bro, want in your let's ear fucking, 
let's get it happening. Let's <laughs> let's see who has the better band. Yeah, we want some interaction. Every, every couple of weeks or so. I don't fucking know. <laughs> the last poll you were in didn't go so well, Bailey. So hopefully this one does better for you. Yeah, what the fuck is that? If you oh, are trying bro. to tell me Harry Potter is better than Lord of the Rings, get in the fucking bin. Seriously, bro. You shit dog. <laughs> Like I, I literally saw something Lana groaning in the background. Yeah, yeah she did. <laughs> did she hear you? <laughs> yeah. Just oh, shut up. <laughs> I just saw something yeah. this morning. Right, it was um. So Harry Potter has eight movies and no Oscars. Marvel has twenty three <laughs> movies and three Oscars. Star Wars has nine movies and seven Oscars. Meanwhile, Lord of the Rings has three movies and seventeen Oscars, including a Best Picture. Yeah, so I, mean, I yeah, laughed you know so hard when I saw you tag Lana in that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that, that's you. That's got to be one of the most. That's going to be my favorite thing that you do to her. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. Oh, and um, to oh. top it off as well, I was going through and I um stumbled across a um live recording of a Black Tongue set, and they opened like they as they were like getting ready, like they had a Lord of the Rings track playing as like their intro. <laughs> it's so evil. <laughs> And the oh, fucking good. video of Aaron like whistling the Lord of the Rings thing is so good. Aaron's just a fucking meme. Dude, I love him. I love I appreciate his existence so mm. much. But he needs to edit vocal diaries. Oh man, it's been too long. They've had so much time. Yeah, I don't fucking know what's happening. We need it. I also, but I've also want noticed- like, just a general diary for the whole album. I'd like to um, yeah. see it all. I would too. Four hours arguably, arguably like the better of the three, I would say mm-hmm. anyway. I mean, I still go back to the egg more yeah, than I go back to the same. boy, but I would probably say the boy. As a whole, yeah, maybe, a, yeah. Yeah, from a whole entire musical standpoint is just fucking incredible. But mm-hmm. I, I realistically only go back to the egg for like behold the crown of whatever. Yeah, behold the kingdom. That seventeen, yeah, that yeah. seventeen-minute fucking crusher is just. Well, if you're lucky, we might get a chance to talk about it in a bit more depth later on. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So <laughs> I can now assume that we're going to go into the next part of the podcast. And yes. My again, I have another honorable mention because I couldn't leave okay. it out. Bound in fear, the hand of violence. Yeah. I had to bring this up. Big, big I know record. it's not necessarily a deathcore album. I'd probably put it more under beatdown. Yeah, slamming beatdown deathcore. As I was going through it, I saw it was more labeled as a deathcore album. So I was like, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'll chuck no, I'm it cool in with as an honorable mention. Um, oh, there's, there's, not, there's nothing I can say about it. No, you just have to listen to it. it. It is just, it is a mean, mean, mean album. Evil, I'm so cranky. stoked for the new EP coming out as well, man. I'm, I'm happy it's an EP because mm-hmm. it gives us time to either have them drop another EP like Distant are doing. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was a that was such a fucking good announcement. Also, on um, that, I didn't realize, but all the Distant releases are story based, like they're all in one big story. I didn't know that. Oh. Well, the more you know, huh? You don't mm-hmm. have to be in school to learn things, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so go go Google it. It's it's a bit a bit of a read of, like about all of it and all that stuff. But yeah, it's really cool. 
but yeah, I would um I would say, I mean, even if you want to like try and explore a bit heavier, I would say this is probably like the the fucking belly of the beast. <laughs> you know, like if 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 this is where fucking anger is stored, then you know, like this is where Saint Anger Snare is stored. I wish it had Saint Anger's snare, <laughs> snare tone, but you know what? Ba, ba, ba. The Hand of Violence by Band of Fear, mm-hmm. my honourable mention for our death call list that we're about to start right now. Yes. Would you like to start or would you like me to start? Black Tongue, the deer. Oh, number Again, 10. Not at, not at number 10. It is unrated. number 10. <laughs> no, it's not. Fuck off. I would have had it way further up there, but it was one of the last albums that I come across. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, this actually needs to go in. Um, oh, man. What a crushing experience this is. Honestly, I again, there's not a lot I can say about this. If, uh, guitar tones, it literally hmm. just played on fucking bass strings. Um, I would say that drumming is super fucking tight. Uh, and in terms of Black Tongue's discography, w- one of the best sounding, best produced, best yep. mixed albums in their discography. They've said in numerous interviews that they did feel like they had to change up their sound a little mm-hmm. bit, but didn't really know how to do it. So they did it this way. And I think and it then, paid yeah. off for them. Like, yeah, I really saw did. one as well. They were like saying, like, this is completely on its own raw Black Tongue. Like, you won't have anyone saying, oh, it sounds like this, or they drew influence from here because. It is its own beast. Mm-hmm. And that's just a straight up fact. Yeah, I would say it. this has got to be one of the, um, one of the better albums that I have listed here and mm-hmm. um, a dying God coming into human flesh. Oh man. Fucking hell. I got goosebumps just saying mm-hmm. the name. That fucking Celtic frost cover. Um, still gets rated as one of the best metal covers of yeah. all time. And that's coming from a lot of the metal community that I've been looking into anyway. Black yeah. Tongue, Nadia, if you want just black goo coming straight into your fucking ears, put this on. And it's it's so an incredible savage. Like, I remember when we were doing the Mot Boy podcast and I gave this to Josh for one of our albums, so it's like, I just wanted to give it to him out of just oh, the absolute brute force that it is. And just, just, I love seeing people's reactions to it when they do genuinely listen for how evil it is. Mm-hmm. Alex has got to be one of the fucking, the best vocalists. Mm-hmm. I think I say this about so many different vocalists. His stage gotta... presence as well, man. Terror. <laughs> Mate, I, I, can't wait for the UK to get out of lockdown so mm. we can see these guys. And for his mental state too, man. Yeah. Uh, only the best wishes yeah. out to him. He is not well. To the best wishes to anyone, honestly. Yeah. They're doing they it so tough right shit, now. Oh, 100%. They really are. All of the UK is. Yeah. But even if you're outside of the UK, if you need help, dudes, go and seek it. It ain't weak to speak. Men need to get rid of the mm-hmm. the, 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 the stigma. stigma around talking to people. Mm-hmm. Talk to your friend. Talk to your dog. Talk to your parents. Talk to yourself. Write it down on a piece of paper. Let yourself know that you're upset. Let yourself know that something's yeah, not right. Yeah, the first step's acknowledging it. Um, I just wanted off. to get that out of the way. 
um, seeing as how we brought it up, um, you know, speak to a stranger if you have to. Doctors can help you find someone that you need to speak to. It no, Hope is not lost. You're not worthless. People care about you as much as you don't believe it. And there is always going to be someone, something there for you if you grab it by the fucking balls. So Black Tongue, Nadia, incredible album. Please listen to it. Support the boys yeah. and make us, you know, feel better about bringing more attention to this album because it deserves it. Mm-hmm. They finally got the recognition they deserve, but it's still not enough, I feel. Yeah, no, 100%. It's still not really getting talked about enough, no. for my liking anyway. Oh, it should be huge. 100%. Okay. Number 10. This one's probably going to get a bit of backlash. Um, I know that diehard fans are so critical on their early stuff, but I have The Valley by Whitechapel. Hey, I've got this in here too. Let's go. <laughs> Um, oh, spoilers, but whatever. <laughs> it's so devastating, but also so melodic at the same time. In my opinion, their best songwriting to date, and it's my favorite style of Whitechapel. Yeah. The storytelling, the songwriting is next level here, and it honestly just makes them such better musicians rather than straight beef and potato breakdown deathcore. Like they really are able to show everything that they can do. Um, man, Phil singing on here is so crushing and captivating. Like I remember first listen, I was a bit iffy on it, like just having it in there, but oh, I love it. And then he comes in yeah. and just rips you apart with those signature lows, man. Yeah, I, I've got to say, I mean, uh, especially from Mark of the Blade, I mean, I might as well talk about it with you because I've got it yeah. later on anyway. Um, from Mark of the Blade, I'm pretty sure we were like, yo, what the fuck mm-hmm. is this? Um, I don't think they were really doing it well. They kind of just borrowed the same style they were going with um, when they were doing um, Sora's The Law. Is that yeah. what that album was uh, called? No, the, and Our Endless, Our Endless War, War. Our Endless War. I'm thinking the Sora's The Law is like the best song they've yeah. got in their discography. Um, I feel like they kind of just went for a 2.0 version of mm-hmm. that with clean singing. And um, it, it no, it didn't work because it just did, it wasn't the album that needed clean vocals. Um, Whereas this one, this man, album is a whole when a demon defiles story. a witch is a ripper track. It goes up and down, clean and brutal. Oh. And some yeah, of the riffs and- on here are next level. Like forgiveness is weakness. <sighs> Shreds. That in. song's got to be my favorite song of the whole album, hands down. Yeah. Forgiveness it, as weakness. And he's got to be one of the best screamers in the fucking game too. Mm-hmm. Honestly, honestly, he can do anything. And yeah. I actually still try and go back to um, that Suicide Silence tribute Cover? concert yeah. where, where Phil come did out and did unanswered. Oh my God, man. Dude oh. is next level. Doesn't wear like a polo shirt too. So powerful, man. And what looks to be effortless too. Yeah. He makes it look like Mm -hmm. he can just do it in his fucking sleep, eyes closed. Really kind of throwing in the um, the toilet bowl sound into the death core at the start as well. Straight down the shitter. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, this has got to be my honestly, it's got to be my favorite Whitechapel album too. Yeah. Um. Besides, um, the dawn of the corrupt the era of corruption or whatever the fuck, I think that's just a song too. I can't remember that album's name for the life of me. Ah, <laughs> uh, for fuck's sake, I'm a bad, bad, bad fan. Yeah, no, I don't often go back to their back catalog. Hey. No, I, I haven't done for a while either, yeah. but that's because if I was going to listen to old, older Deathcore, I'd go and listen to another band that I'll bring up later on. <laughs> okay. But okay, that's that saves me talking yep. about the Valley now. So do you want to go on with your next one? Okay. Um, I have a release from last year. Mm-hmm. Slow D. Kai. <laughs> the Acacia Strain, man. Yeah, I think their best yeah. sounding album, obviously, just due to newer technology and what, but the recording of this is next level. Every little nuance is so clear. We touched base on this one in our end of year list from last year, so not a whole lot I'm going to say. Um, the tones are man, punch you in the face. Vincent, constant, fantastic one liners, as always. And the guest spots from Aaron and Jess complement the album so well this album ripper the acacia strain really one of the best to to do it hey also one of those bands that don't get the praise they deserve no that's very true um i would almost say that's just because of their image more than anything Mm -hmm. really um I don't think it's got anything to do with the sound because I don't hear anyone like shitting on how they sound. I don't oh, the think thing that ever I see people do is it's just it's boring. Yeah, but then you could argue that the whole genre is boring. So yeah. I think that's a pretty null and void sort of argument. Tell it to them, man. Oh, I can tell them a lot of fucking things, <laughs> but they're the type of person that would fill the deathcore metalcore fan page <laughs> so they can all get fucked. Yeah, I'm not going to chirp on too much about that one. Go listen to the end of year one from last year. Number nine, Slow Decay. Sick. Number. Yeah, it is number nine, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, sweet. Well, um, my next one is Rings of Saturn's Dinga. Boom. Um, now, it took me a while to actually come and listen to this one because when I was digging through Rings of Saturn's discography, when I, when I found them, um, this album just didn't exist um, anywhere on the internet, nothing. It just wasn't available. So um, I don't think I actually got around to listening to it until maybe like 2017, 2018. And I think then is when it actually made its way onto streaming services and whatnot. The reason for this album not making it to the streaming services earlier, I think is because they were having um, label issues or issues with the people pushing out that album yeah, the distribution company yeah i think that's but, it um i would say it's definitely the most solid bit of work that they've done um face melting ass shredding i don't think there's enough alien sounds in this one but they do that a lot more in future albums uh faces imploding fucking incredible track probably one of the highlights of their entire discography um man if you want to hear technical prowess at its absolute finest you need to listen to dinga um i would also maybe throw out there that as a whole might not be their best album 
you could maybe give that to um, Lugal Elkin or um, even um, get him. The newest album that they dropped is pretty good. Yeah, that's honestly, good. Ar- honestly, around the around the um, the clock, they're a pretty solid band, except for maybe Ola Otu. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, is it the purple one? Yeah. Yeah, but um, mate, uh, Lucas Man, Joel's fucking guitars—they're off the fucking Richter, and it, I'm actually upset I couldn't. Uh, get the chance to see them when they came through a couple uh, exactly a yeah. week after Chelsea Green. Yeah, we were there. And you, you took the poster, which is still a sick poster. I've uh, still. I'm literally looking at it right. So who else was on that bill? Uh, Hollow World and Eternal Rest. Yeah, rip. I'm pretty sure they're both Australian bands. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, fair enough. I'm really think, <clears throat> thinking Rings of Saturn have the budget for it, but yeah, just. Just to give you a bit of a reminder. Yeah, man. Sick poster. Right next to In Hearts Wake and then Periphery. Which is signed. Yeah, the In Hearts Wake one is. The Periphery one was supposed to be signed, but they never got around to doing it. Dogs. But I ended up getting, I got a fucking high five from um, Matt and a hug from Misha. So. Oh, hug from the big Misha Jan Lord. I waited in the I waited in the alleyway where the fucking door was, and the the people were telling me to fucking move because the band's trying to leave. And I'm like, dude, I fucking I got on a plane from fucking Sydney today to come to this concert. I missed out on my VIP. The least you can do is let me stand mm-hmm. here and see them. And I got I got the high five from Matt. I got the hug from Misha. He said, "Thanks for coming out. I'm very sorry we can't stay very long, but we've got to fucking go because you cunts are nuts." <laughs> <laughs> and literally because as soon as as soon as they noticed that they had like, as soon as fans had noticed that they had periphery walking mm-hmm. out to the van it was all over yeah. they had to get straight in because we were they were like sprinting yeah. down the fucking never alley. leaving <laughs> oh 100 they were never going to be let go but um back to dingo um <laughs> yeah it was it, it's honestly my my favorite album from rings of satin faces imploding there's fucking peeling arteries, fruitless existence, just shards of scorched, scorched flesh at the start of the album. <laughs> I, I, honestly, man, if, if you're into flashy guitars, alien noises, mm-hmm. and brutal <laughs> fucking guitars, uh, yeah. sorry, not guitars, gutturals, and just vocals in general, come around and listen to Rings of Satin's Dinger. You, I don't think you'll leave disappointed. And uh, this was actually the album that I've shared to a lot of friends who didn't really like Rings of Saturn before. I know you still don't really like Yeah, them, so I don't know. I'm a bit weird aware. on them. Um, but you're also weird on like Angel Maker and stuff, so it's yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> but this is the album that has kind of converted people over to them if they weren't sold before. So if you're having that doubt, Dinger is the one for you. Otherwise... I don't know. You listen to whatever you want to listen to, but you're still a cunt. <laughs> nice. Coming in at my number seven is a band I figure you have somewhere in your list as well. I have Depths by Oceano. Okay. Was I right? Have you got them? I've got I've got Oceano, but not Different this one. one. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so Depths is just full of relentless rage that spews hate everywhere. Inhuman Affliction is just a tyrant of a track enough to take down like a mammoth, a T-Rex even. 
Adam's vocals, man. Like for someone worldly, hey. is who's so low and guttural most of the time, they're so crisp. It, I don't know how he does it, man. This is this album too is so like techy while remaining as relenting, unrelenting as Oceano do. It's such a hard thing to achieve, but they do it effortlessly almost. Yep. Like some of the rich laid guitar work throughout the album like really elevates it above the rest of the game, especially around that time as well when it was sort of that MySpace chuggy deathcore, synchronized head bopping um, and the drumming, man. But they really push all the boundaries of the deathcore label with this techy, grindy, deathy sort of sort of release, man. It's it's something to behold, really. Yep. No, that's a, that's a fact. I, I agree with that. And yeah. for a debut too, super mm-hmm. solid. Kill. Hopefully super, we get new work solid. from them this year. It'd be nice. Yeah. Um, it's not looking likely. I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. And um, as far as I'm aware, I've, I've been digging around on Reddit and um, even the Reddit nerds are pretty convinced that it's not going to be Oceana that we hear from Adam Warren this year. Yeah. It's going to be um, Super Slam Bros. So, <laughs> look, I, I'm i going to hold on a hope that we hear new Oceano. It'd be nice. Um especially considering Revelations now is like four years old at yeah, this point. Yeah, coming on four. And, and not as great as what I remember it. No, yeah, yeah, I feel like it doesn't hold up compared to the rest of the catalogue. Yeah, that's a, that's a fact. But, you know, at the end of the frigging day, Depths is still a really mm-hmm. massive shout. Yeah. And considering we're already talking about them, because my next one was Descendants anyway. Okay. Um. So ascendance. I don't know where I got yeah. descendance from. Fuck my entire life. Um, I, they still open up with um Nephilim. Nephilim. They still open up okay. with this, and and it fucks, dude. This has got to be one of the most brutal fucking intros hmm. ever. I'm gonna have to go find some of that footage. Um, especially when they do play it live. I mean, some some footage of of it doesn't really look so great because it's like they're an opening band, yeah, and like people are just there to like be there and to say that they saw everyone band mm-hmm. on the bill. But like the world engine, dead planet, uh, the taken. God, I'd, I'd even, oh yeah, bro, such a fucking good yeah. song. The vocal um, delivery on that track is filthy. Uh, honestly throughout their discography it's just filthy uh adam is just a fucking beast and i cannot sing praises about him enough honestly uh clocking in at like 28 minutes it's a very short listen but it's very worthwhile uh, make sure you don't have it on full fucking volume because mm-hmm. you'll be ha- you'll be having to fucking explain to your doctor why you can't hear <laughs> and when you be like oh with this album you know, you're going to then ruin the whole doctor's life because then he can't hear anything. So <laughs> um, I, I think you've really got two belter albums from one of the better bands in Depth yeah. at the moment. Uh, Depths and uh, Ascendance. Ascendance being like the fourth album they dropped and Depths being the first. So you can definitely see growth mm-hmm. between the two. And it's, and it's actually pretty nice. You know, yeah. When thinking back to depths now, that was yeah a fucking good debut. That one. Yeah, big shouts to the boys. 
massive shouts. So yeah, Bailey had depths and I had ascendance, both from Oceano. Go and give him a listen. Coming at number seven, I've got the Acacia Strain again. Oh. With Continent. Oh, fucking old dog. Yeah, doggy. <laughs> It's just uh, the um, studio sessions for the depression sessions when he's on the fucking guitar. He's like, I'll fucking live on guitars back in Australia. I'll fucking did you do. <laughs> Vincent, man, for someone who is so full of hate, he he's such a fun guy too. Like jump into his stream as well. If you haven't already, anyone, he, he's great to watch. Always chatting with whoever's there. Super chill dude. But yeah, coming back around to Continent, um, giving us a bit more of like a hardcore style of approach rather than sort of like the sludgier stuff they were doing before this release. Um, maybe they're most angry. This album just like comes at you like a cement truck and doesn't slow down, not even for your nan. It is brutal. Yeah, she goes under all 16 wheels yeah, that month. It's opening with Skynet is so good. And... um. If you haven't, go watch their anniversary tour for this album. It's so good. I've watched it a few times now, but yeah, Dr. Doom, Cthulhu, JFC, Kraken, The Behemoth, so many rages, Seawood. It still holds up. People would argue not Soundways, but I think it still sounds great. The rawness of it is so good. Yeah, it definitely comes from a particular time period. Mm -hmm. Definitely comes from a particular time period for sure. So, I mean, if you can appreciate that, I reckon you can go back to continent any day of the week and then mm-hmm. fucking, I would still, I would still say it's one of the, one of the top five Acacia albums. Yeah. It's definitely fallen down my list a little bit, especially since slow decay is now mm-hmm. out. So um, that's a fucking huge shout. I'm glad you put that in. Yeah, no, man, I love it. The strain of my fucking boys and, I'm happy to have seen them live because it's not often they make their way down here. No, not very often at all. Like every four to five years or something. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's fucked. Very fucked. Yeah. And especially considering like um, they don't use tour buses. No, yeah. It's always in a van. Um, because of the fucking um, Vincent's fear of the buses. Yeah. <laughs> um, very well explained in the song Bridge Painter if you want to dive yeah. into that one on Coma Witch a fucking brutal 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 fucking song that one even jeez oh, I still rate Observer as one of their best songs mm-hmm. I, re- I really don't fucking care but oh, sorry big. to kind of take away <laughs> sorry to take away from your point there no yeah no I was pretty much done with it Continent it's a classic again and not sung the praises they deserve Go fucking jam it. Order some merch. They do some of the best merch as well. Like so much cool stuff. Blankets. You name it. They fucking make it. I'm a bit upset I didn't um, catch on to the, um, the flag. The flag bundle. When they were doing that. Yeah. I, I really want some fucking flags. Because posters yeah. don't stay in the same spot for very long. No. <laughs> Especially with blue tack. And mm-hmm. even thumbtacks too. Which I just don't understand. But you know what? It's fucking whatever. Yeah. Number seven, Continent, the Acacia Strain. And speaking of classics, I Ooh. have a, I have an oldie, an absolute oldie. 
Okay. And I, and I brought this up before, very briefly. Okay. It's The Cleansing by Suicide nice. Silence. Now, this fucking album is fucking fantastic. It sounds like shit. It sounds like <laughs> fucking muddled mess. Yeah, but my that's fucking the point. God, man, that is exactly fucking it. It is, it is slamming deathcore at its fucking finest, man. Unanswered, hands of a killer, no pity for a coward, bludgeoned mm. to death, eyes sewn shut, fuck me dead, dude, holy fuck. <laughs> Such a fucking great album, man. And it, it honestly, it, it paved the way for a lot of fucking yes in the genre to really mm-hmm. be big heavy hitters. And even still today, no, they, they, they this is yeah, still their prices sung left and right. And for every pot, like, I mean, it makes total sense to me personally. I, I think you're still a bit un, unfazed, about yeah. I don't know, in general, yeah. But, um, that's just because yeah, you're this a poser. Is, no, no, this is a ripper, joking, joking. It is, a but yeah, I don't know. I, I for whatever reason, I just didn't click on the suicide science like a lot of other people have. Um, I totally get it though. I really do because I mean, like, there's a lot of people that just don't see what they're doing, and I mean, I still am like that with a lot of other fucking bands and shit. Like, I don't want to fucking bring it up, but the way that the fucking gent shit posting group simps over this fucking band makes me just cringes my fucking body up into nothing. Mm. Makes me want to just cry, die, and fucking just melt away into the abyss. Mm-hmm. But if there's anything that anyone simps over more, it's the original suicide silence. <laughs> the, 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 the band that kind of kicked everyone's ass into fucking. Yeah, I think um, it's bad enough in gen shit posting, but it was 10 times worse than that deathcore metalcore page, man. Oh, Every like two hours was a Mitch post. Even if it was just a picture of him saying RIP Mitch. Like, bro, what? Yeah, but that that only comes up every now and then, I would say. I reckon it comes up maybe, like, for an entire three weeks once a year. Yeah, I hate them. Yeah, Those guys are worse fair. than the spirit box simps. Oh, don't say the name. Don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't. <laughs> anyway... Suicide silence. You're a fuckwit. Cleansing. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> cool. Number oh. six is a band you brought up last week. You mentioned seeing them live on an absolutely stacked bill at Kiwana. I have Tyrant by Aversion's Crown. Yeah. Yep. 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 Delta. Gargantuan instrumental beast, and then to add the vocals that are there on top is just the happy ending. I, Red- I want to just get this out of the fucking way. I am so sorry, Mark Poiter. I hope you get better soon, my mm. friend. I hope. I hope things yeah. look up for you. I hope you can break out of your habits. I hope we can see you back in, in the realm crown, yeah. of, of of music in any form. I, I want you and I Valiance. I want you in a version's crown. I, I honestly, I don't even give a fuck if you don't come back to these bands. I want you back. Yeah. I miss you, Mark, <laughs> probably more than I miss Adrian, and I miss Ooh. Adrian a lot. Yeah, right, Mark. I love you. Please come back. 
I'm very sorry, Bailey. You can continue to talk. I <laughs> yeah, no, it's riddled with blast beats and neck snapping breakdowns. The Aussie Deathcore tirade just come in and deliver, man. The drumming on this album is otherworldly from the fills to the blast and the precision kicks throughout it. It's so groovy and so is the bass that accompanies it really perfectly just flowing along with the kicks into thick walls, which is devastating noise. It gives you all the riffs and chugs you need to like max out of like 300 kilo bench and then just leave yawning. <laughs> this, this album is crushing. Oh yeah. Yeah, if, if this album was a hydraulic press and you were <laughs> underneath it, yeah, you'd be fucked. There'd be Would nothing not left. stand a chance, man. There's absolutely nothing There'd you be can no, do. Like, just... not even fragments of bone to pick up. It'd just be dust. Yeah. You'd be you wouldn't even be able to, to find that. it because it'd be in all the goo. Yeah, yeah man. Fucking Christ. Yeah. I know. I, I, I struggled with that one, too, because I, I was... That was the first band I looked at for this list. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, let me see what else I can put yeah. in here. And yeah, they just didn't, they, it just didn't make it in there. But I'm, I'm again, I'm glad that it, that you put it in because holy fuck. Yeah. Just, I didn't get to what see a- it when you did as well. I got to the show late. Missed both yeah, fucking I- aversions crown and make them suffer. Yes. Yeah, see, I, I don't yeah. think you missed much with Make Them Suffer, but I think you definitely missed out on Aversions, 100%. Yeah. I think Caleb's actually got a fucking photo uh, somewhere with Poiter. Oh, real? Yeah. That's cool. With Poiter and one of the guitarists. For the life of me, I can't remember what it is, but yeah. That was, that's an incredible fucking album, that one. Yeah, no, I'm going to go back that was later the- and watch some live videos from that era. That was the show that actually got me into them too. Yep. I remember you saying Never heard of them before. Yeah, never got into them. And then, yeah, just that brutal wall of sound was just fucking Hmm. nuts. That's really just what it is too. Yep, facts. And uh, um, according to uh, internet, apparently Aversion's Crown are the people that crowned the whole alien core thing, Mm. which, I mean, eh, I'd still say death core more than alien core, Mm -hmm. but if you want to call it alien core, then fucking hell. I mean, I don't understand what's wrong with people. Where's the alien? Where's the alien noises? There is no, it's just death core with alien lyrics. There's, there's not even a single pew pew. So no, it's not alien core. You can fuck off. Sorry. No, you're right. I knew it was coming when I brought them up. I knew it was going to come back to the Rings of Saturn thing. Because we've had this conversation so many times. Yeah. So yeah, six, Tyrant Aversions Crown. Play it if you don't. Sick album artwork. Big, big alien coming to eat everybody. Um, Another album that has some pretty sweet album like some artwork to go with it and um, probably doesn't actually like tell you what the album's going to sound like unless <laughs> you've heard the name before. But next on my list, I've got Conduit by Gravemind. Ooh, huge yeah. shout, man. Huge this shout. Is, I was close to is, putting this in. This is a fucking, this is a fucking, this is just a fucking, <laughs> like it's a, it's just straight up fucking, like, yeah, it's it's wow. A little bit of a switch up from like the EP sound, but yes, I the would better. say. Yeah, I think, a lot more storytelling aspect. 
taking themselves a bit more seriously, I think. Yeah, well, they needed to, I think. I think that's just the thing with bands that, that are coming out of here, especially to um, kind of need to be a little bit serious to then get a little bit silly. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of how it worked for In Hearts Wake. It's kind of how it worked yep. for North Lane. Not saying that it didn't that that's how it worked for Parkway because they were fucking serious from the get go. Those guys, yeah. but um, man, fuck, uh, this is an a, again. Such this is a probably big album. This is definitely the album that you cannot skip at all. You know, the, the, I think from the moment it opens up, there is just pummeling guitars, drums. And the vocal work throughout yes. the whole fucking album. That was my is, biggest takeaway. Bro, I still can't believe I walk through the gates of good things and mm-hmm. I hook a right because mm-hmm. I see a stage and they're the Straight very away. first band yeah. playing. Oh my God. I am so glad. I, I literally, as soon as I got through the gates, I thought I was fucked because I'd like dropped my ID three times in front of the security <laughs> guard trying to look at it. Um, I didn't think I was going to get let in because I was so drunk. But as soon as I walked through that gate and saw the band, I was like sober instantly. I was like, oh, sick. <laughs> um, someone's actually uploaded a video from that um, concert or from that set where, and you can actually see me running fucking rings in the pit, throwing <laughs> elbows and shit. My mate yeah, sent dude. it to me. Crushing and, um, record. Man, yeah, I think you did forward that Christ. one to me as well. But yeah, the vocals, his highs are something else. Honestly, dude. Like, I don't know many other people that have those sort of highs. I think maybe I mentioned Pathogen are similar, but this is kind of next level. Yeah. They're so raw and so high that it's just almost untouchable. And it's so clear as well what he's saying while he's that high is ridiculous. Yeah, his articulation's great. Mm-hmm. And even in a live setting too, like he, everything, every word is heard and yeah. nothing goes to fucking waste. No, there are some from, huge tracks on here. I think my favorite would be Phantom Pain. Yep. Just for like that, like turns into just the spoken part and then just rips through the last bit of the track. It's so raw. Um, I think Bolgan's the track, the top track for me. Mm-hmm. The, the way that song closes out, bro, <laughs> is what fucking gets me going to the point where I'm just like, oh, bro. Yeah, fuck. I, I, I think my friend had actually come into the pit at that point. And he's, <laughs> I remember him tapping me on the shoulder, but I was literally in the middle of a fucking spinning fucking <laughs> back fist or something. <laughs> I clocked him so fucking hard. Poor, poor bastard. But, um, yeah, like Reveal, Vox Populi, Hard Rain. Yeah, man. Hard Bates Rain, Vox Populi. Zero point energy. Honestly, again, like there are so many albums on here that you just cannot skip songs. And this is just another one to add to that fucking list. Mm -hmm. Um, Grave Mind, Conduit, fucking strong, strong, strong release from the boys in Melbourne. Yeah, Um, only upwards. Oh, 100%, bro. I'm going to have to make sure I fucking snatch up a ticket to that. Yeah, I was about to say that. Hopefully, yeah. April, they're playing in Brisbane. It's only 18 bucks as well. Yeah, I think I'll get some some money tomorrow. So I'm have to try and get it then. Hopefully, they haven't sold out. Yeah, I'm going to try like after this. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, fingers crossed, let's hope we get in. Gravemind, conduit, get into it right now. Wicked. And now we move into our five. Well, not really for you, but my five. Yay, Bailey's five. <laughs> An album we mentioned earlier, the boys from Infant Annihilator, the Elysian Grand of Old Garnerich, the egg. The egg. Oh, man. This album is something else it really is since hearing this record for the first time I was taken over body and soul just straight away just Dickie's pure goblin vocals quite possibly the best and most horrific range in the game he he's not human no he's not I just don't understand. And the vocal diaries are so good as well. Just to see him do them with so much ease, like you're just not even trying, just sitting down the whole time, rips these ridiculous vocals, man. If for whatever reason you haven't seen those vocal diaries, there's two of them. Just search Infinite Annihilator Vocal Diary. Watch part one and two. They're so good. Yeah, it's definitely, even if you have watched it, go and watch it again. again, I've seen them countless times, yeah. Oh man, and I think that's why we still carry on about the fact that they haven't done the vocal mm-hmm. diaries for the for foil like one, I yeah. said they would. Oh, bro. Well, they've got like so much footage, they just haven't gone through it. Yeah, well, maybe Aaron's more like just as depressed, if not more depressed, than what Alex is. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. Aaron, bro, I love you so much. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Come, come, come back. Uh, give us vocal diaries and then, you know, go I'll and give sort you your big shit kiss. out. I will, I will pay you to sort out vocal diaries. <laughs> Literally. Just and then just sort happen. yourself out. Because yeah, we need 100%. you. 100%. We need Black Tongue. The- we need Infinite Annihilator. We need you. And need you to add some balls to Navia Jean too. <laughs> Leave them alone. Moving on. Okay. Before we go down that path. Uh, this album also features a lot of like theatrics and atmosphere as well. <laughs> Every part of the album is memorable. And once you've heard it once, you know exactly who it is if it ever comes on again. There's no mistaking them for any other band. Featuring both ridiculous breakdowns as well as these immense solos. It's such a tough feat and they do it so easy. Like the songwriting here, obviously not all of it is 100% real. Who cares? It still sounds fantastic. It doesn't sound like all the other mechanical shit coming out now. Um. And then you brought it up before, which is called cool. the, the Kingdom of the Wretched Undying. is uh, takes up 17 minutes of the album, features Tyler Shelton and Brian Long, and such a huge track. Vocal mm-hmm. masterclass, pure evil, the guitars and the drumming, next level, just fantastic songwriting. Doomy, progressive, gentle, fucking every single thing you could want from. Oh, man. And the vocal performances, too, from every single feature on that Mm -hmm. track. Not one second is wasted, and it goes for 17 minutes. Yeah. It's honestly no bullshit. Still, like the first song I will put on from (laughs) that album each and every time. Yeah. My favorite's Blasphemian. Yeah. That album actually has so many long songs. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice it. Yeah. Until I black. I think even like Soil the Stillborn's like four plus minutes, I wanna say. Eh, man. I'll, I'll have a look. 
Well, let's let's quickly do a bit of a fucking <laughs> bit of a yeah, exactly four around. minutes. Soil is still born. Close. Unholy Graveworth too, man. The, the piggy noises at the start. What a way to open a record. And I hope if they ever tour, they open with this track. Yeah. And he facts. does the wretched noises. And then it just opens up into hell. You're there. You're standing there. And Dickie is the fucking devil. Yeah, fuck. Man, what, what, what a record. incredible album. So, yeah, yeah, Pelt of Innocent, Innocent Flesh. And blasphemy yep. in the two seven minutes and four seconds and seven minutes and twenty four seconds respectively. Oh, Rangers, sorry man. Love those guys. <laughs> that was what Infinite Annihilator, the egg, the Elysian Grand Evil, Galeriac. Yeah, very fun album, and also another very fun album. Look, I'm I'm only going to say a couple words about this because again. I've got to write about this for so fucking long. <laughs> All right. I'm going to break it down, everything in two words each time, if I can. Okay. Let's go. Chelsea Grin. Ooh. Eternal Nightmare. Ooh. Okay. The Wolf. Yes. See You Soon. Mm-hmm. Scent of Evil. Hostage. Eternal Nightmare. Yeah. Incredible release. Mm hmm. Now, I remember I this one was in heavy rotation. Oh, yeah. It was. It was. This this album the still kind of, of gets chucked. I remember bit, us talking bit. as well for so long, just waiting for them to announce their Australian tour, and we finally got it, and both nearly pissed ourselves. I think a little oh, bit bro. of Wii came out. A, a lot of Wii came out for me, <laughs> let me tell you that much. Uh, like, especially because like, oh, Born of Osiris were yeah. co-headlining as well. I and we like, got the Chelsea this, Grin like, the like headline close as well. Oh man, that was so good. So I, but I don't think we had any idea that that's what was going on mm-hmm. either when we kind of got there. Yeah, we because like we were one of the first were... shows and we we're like, well, how's this going to work? Are they going to play the same? Is one going to get slightly longer? And lucky for us, Chelsea Green, I think, got like an extra 15 minutes. I think they actually played for an hour each. Did they? Yeah. Oh. I think they played yeah, for an hour that each. That makes sense. But a Born of Osiris got play, played second and then. Um, and we also Chelsea had Diamond Construct there. Oh yeah, bro! That the first fucking exposure to them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first time seeing them live, and I think it was right after they'd released self-titled. It was. Mm. Is that was the Rip first time record. I remember listening to them as well? Because oh, sorry, we listened to them that day, Mackenzie and I. On the, had on you not heard them right before up. that? Nope. Damn son. Nope. Literally that day, it was just like, okay, well, let's put it on. And then we See put that album on and we're like, holy yeah. fuck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. Shame uh, shame anytime Kynan's been live, his vocal mixing's just been mm-hmm. terrible. But that's got nothing to do with Chelsea Grin. Um, Tom Barber. <laughs> Pablo. Masterclass. Fuck. Everyone on that record just crushed oh, it. I feel like so... Tom to come in as well as like a last minute sort of thing and just take over. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's just a fucking... Honestly, if you're a purist of Chelsea Green, you might not like it. But if you actually give a fuck about good legitimate progression and good music besides that, 
and like I don't know, maybe some of the most brutal vocals to have like graced our fucking mm-hmm. scene. It's Tom Barber. Yeah, someone as well with fantastic enunciation. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And like While even being when, so heavy. And even for gutturals too. Mm-hmm. And speaking of gutturals, when they come when he come out on stage and didn't even say a word, he's just gone. Oh. The first thing he does is just yeah, keep man. just fucking bleh. just great. I've still got footage of it as well. I might put it up on the uh, put it up on the heavy boys page. Yep, same fucking it, great show that was. Fuck my Man, entire life. That was wicked. Got a little cheeky fist bump from Steve as well. <laughs> Chelsea Green, Eternal Nightmare. Yeah. In my top ten, fucking go. I love it. Number four, we have Tom Barber's former band, Lorna Shaw, with Immortal. Um. An album I raved on about last year, my end of year list. So I'm just going to cover the basics. Putting such an evil blackened spin on the traditional deathcore sound, Lorna have created a masterpiece here. Um, swirling toilet gutter rules, demonic highs from pissy pants, on top of some precision dump drumming and some sick tremolo guitars at times. <laughs> um, I forgot he pissed on that girl. The album added a lot of like orchestral elements to the album for such more evilness i really hope um and i think lord can they can recover from this sort of fiasco they're in currently find a new vocalist um and really capitalize and hopefully on... just shits on kids and not pisses on them <laughs> and they just capitalize on what they had with this record and just kind of build on almost where it lacked in some areas i feel like some songs are just not as good as some of the others but that's because the other tracks were just incredible mm. It's such a devastating album. I think, like I said last year, anyone who's a fan of heavy music needs to listen to this album because it's oh, 100%. It's next level. It's so evil. Yep. Facts. And yep. Another waste of fucking talent. Mm-hmm. It's CJ McCreary, man. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Um, Lorna Shaw will bounce back. They've now got the catalogue to be like, look, you mean this is what we want to try and do? Yeah. And, and they, they, have that they can of, have that pulling power now to pick and choose who they actually want. I know they've got guys jumping at them left, right, and center. Yeah, man. Fuck. What, a, what an album. And they've got all the time in the world now to really kind of wait it out and see who they can end up getting. Yeah, they do too. So I mean I, I just hope for the best for them and yeah they I mean they were that. they were gonna they were going to break up before Immortal came out. Um, hopefully they just decide to push through this and this doesn't deter them at all. Yeah, because like everyone does talk about the vocals on the album being like such fantastic, but I personally prefer the instrumentals. Yeah, man, the drumming in that record is next level. Go watch as well if you haven't already the drum cam for Darkest Spawn. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it makes it look so effortless and so easy while being hitting every note perfectly, right amount of force, in the right spot. Austin is a beast. Nothing but yeah. praise from us. Mm-hmm. Straight Four. up. Four. Lorna Short model. 
get it in your gob, Mike? I've got hate from Bayard's murder up next. Now, this album is probably one of the best deathcore albums I've ever listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that. it's the it's the the best album in Bayard's discography. Um, yeah, without a doubt, it's huge. Reign of Darkness. In, uh, fucking infinite forms. The feature from Joel Birch too yeah, at the end of the album. Man, fuck! I wish they played more songs from this mm-hmm. album. The purest strain of hate. Oh, yeah! I'm still glad that one gets around. Like, Did you see man. them at Good Things? Yes. Yeah. I remember where we were standing there in the pit for Thy Art, and then he's like, You watch out for them carnival fans. <laughs> yeah. So I think them. it was for the purest strain of hate as well. He like had everyone like arms over shoulders and then like jumping from left side to right side. Yeah. It looks sick. So I was like to the yeah. side of the tent and I left early to um go get a good spot for a dead, remember? Yeah, I, I remember you doing that too. Mm. And I think I think um yeah, I had to stay for Carnival because I hadn't seen yeah. them yet. And I'm still so glad I didn't fucking miss that opportunity because they were so fucking good. But um, yeah, I don't really think there's a lot I can say about hate that you know anyone or hasn't already said. Um, from, from start to finish, it's just incredible, unrelenting violence. CJ McMahon has some of the best vocals on in, in mm. this time period, had some of the best vocals going. Andy Marsh gets more credit than he deserves for the album. <laughs> he didn't write a lot of it himself. Um, but, you know, in saying that, it doesn't really matter. Lee crushes it as per mm-hmm. fucking normal. And anyone Marsh else class. else. Honestly, if it wasn't for Lee and CJ just absolutely fucking demolishing that album... The drum sounds so fucking beefy. I've, I don't think there is a bass drum that hits so fucking mm-hmm. hard. Um, and I don't know if there actually has been a bass drum that's hit as hard since that album dropped, what, back in 2011? I want to say 2012. Um, like, dude, this album fucked very hard. And if you... If you like heavy music, if you haven't dug through the arts discography, go and listen to the adversary. It's fucking sick. I love it. Yeah. But um, hate's definitely the best one out of yeah, it takes the crowd. And arguably the best deathcore record of all time. Mm-hmm. No argument from me, sir. I hope not. And now we move into the three for me. And an album you mentioned earlier, I didn't want to bring up what I had to say at the time because it was the first thing you brought up. I have Nadir by Black Tongue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Man, if you want down-tempo punches to the face, this is the album for you. It really is the center of all things dark and Nadir literally means the lowest point and perfectly sums up this record. Eddie and Aaron have done a fantastic job of creating atmosphere and suspending you above the ground until Alex comes in in with his like behemoth vocals and pulverizes you back down into the center of the earth from where he comes from. Man. Every riff 
really does bring you to the edge of your seat and leads you to believe everything is about to come crushing down around you. It's so dirty and sludgy and heavy. And then the spoken part in um, parting soliquely adds so much dread to the already slow-paced track. A dying god, like you mentioned earlier, offers the haunting, clean vocals. And then Second Death, quite possibly the most putrid song ever. And yep. then just finished with Alex, I want you all to suffer. And just etches it into your skull. This album is really something else. And the um the video as well for it, Second Death, the live, it's like the yeah. live one. I think that perfectly encapsulates the whole album and like Tyler and Nadir is so good as well. Yeah. Second sing, Death has to be yeah. the best song. Sing praises about this all day long, man. Just the way it opens to the way it progresses throughout all these different sections. Man, I, I need another record. I need Nadir 2.0. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the only album that I don't care about getting a 2.0 mm-hmm. of. You know, because it's so unique as well. I'm yet to find something as relenting as this in the way it is. Straight up fact. Yeah, it, it brings so much to it. It's got a grindy aspect. It's got the black and it's got the down tempo. Man. Beautiful. Pretty much everything that you could kind of want all in one fucking package. Yeah, and honestly. delivered perfectly. Straight yeah. the fuck up. Number three, man. Nadir by Black Tongue. Instant classic. The next one I have on my list is um I, I brought these guys up earlier. Um in the mm-hmm. Metalcore playlist. Oh. And if I'm gonna talk about Deathcore, there's absolutely no fucking mm-hmm. way I can't bring up Veil of Mine yeah. as the common man's collapse. Banger. Jesus fucking Christ. I actually want to talk about a little bit of a story to do, not to do with the album or anything like that. I was at Mastruga and um, I mean, I was tripping balls and I probably shouldn't have been speaking to anyone anyway. But I remember seeing this guy with um, the, Common Man colla- the Common Man's Collapse like album art on the back of his shirt. And um, right below it, though, it said, it's not safe to swim today. And I, I remember tapping on this fucking guy's shoulder and he's turned around and I'm like, bro, if it's not safe to swim, you know, you need to be in the flags, man. You know, it's not safe to swim because you're not near any fucking beaches, bro. You're like, you're not near any safety. You're points. not near he's the like, lifeguards, man. He's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> your shirt, bro. It says it's not safe to swim today. And he's like, looking down at himself. He's like, what the fuck are you on about? And I like had to make sure I was like looking at the right fucking thing. And this guy was just being a smart ass. But <laughs> taking um, you for a little ride. Oh bro, I was taking myself for a ride if he wasn't. <laughs> but um yeah just gotta say like this has got to be one of my favorite um Veil of Meyer albums. Um just in terms of like where they started and then obviously where they end up, obviously I'll probably swap between false idol and this one a lot, but if I want Deathcore, veil of Maya, I'm going straight for common man's collapse, uh, crawl back and wounds, fucking incredible songs to open up with. I think you can't play wounds without crawl back and vice versa. 
Um, it's not safe to swim today. Entry level exit wounds. We bow in its aura. Still such a fucking rager. Um, sever the voices. On, on a, I think it's like the. I think it was their longest record up until false idol. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean doesn't really mean a whole lot, but um, for for the style of music they were playing, which was just honestly straight in, straight out walls of fucking just sound noise brutality brendan's vocals are fucking otherworldly in this too and it's mostly just like low guttural screams and whatever else most of what actually powers this album is mark's guitar work and then danny hauser in the background just fucking shredding they complement each other so fucking well and um i will never ever ever not have crawl back in a fucking you know pump up playlist <laughs> if i've got a fucking a heavy metal playlist crawl back's one of the first things in there like oh god fucking damn it dude <laughs> i i really love the guitar tones in this I really love that you can fucking hear every bit of bass considering how many guitars are layered on for a mm-hmm. four-piece band. It's, it's incredible. Um, drum work too, super solid. For the amount of work he's got to do in the background, old Sammy Applebottom, um, it's, it's, it's quite phenomenal, honestly. I really don't have a lot else to say about this album. Otherwise, um, put it through your fucking head. Otherwise, I will put you through hmm. the CD. He's not joking. Um, Veil of Maya, the common man's collapse. Holy shit. Please tell me I'm wrong about this album. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Don't do it. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> oh, nice, man. <laughs> nice. Number two, and for the third time today, I have the Acacia Strain, Wormwood this time. A staple in every deathcore diet and the kings of the down-tempo filth. Preaching absolute hatred. Vincent's lyrics really shine on this album as well. The Impaler offers those mesmerizing scrapes which I love, like, letting every little normie listen to as well. Like, what's this? Turn it off. It sounds like shit. <laughs> Woo. And then the, um, <laughs> the fucking lyrics to match it as well. We destroy the things that make the world go round where the reason there is blood on the ground. Oh. Vincent, my mans. Yeah. That album. It's just Fuck. a burning hellhole of hate. For everything and brings you along for the tour of the underworld. Yeah, and, and in case you haven't seen this part of the underworld since you were last here, is <laughs> <laughs> pre- pretty much what it's like every time you put on a new Acacia Strain record. Mm-hmm. Just for Man, reference, there's so many classic tracks from them here. Beast, The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, two of my favorites, I think, would be The Impaler and Jonestown. Yep, Jonestown. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to close the album with tactical new command. But 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 <laughs> and the uh, fucking the K Mac video where it just slows down every time as well. <laughs> fucking right. I uh, just I love tactical nuke. 
Yeah, there's man. no reason for it to be a good song at all because it's no. not. But it's, it's like it's fucking horrible. But it's it, not. It's a. <laughs> it's not a bad song at all. Like it has. It has no right being as good as what it is. Honestly, mm-hmm. man, this album is a classic. Yeah. Again, if, it's in my top five, Acacia for yeah. sure. If you haven't heard it for whatever reason, please go put it on. Yeah. Like Dead front set. to back, 48 minutes of filth and hate. Man. Yeah, this what else can you say? It's Wormwood. Nothing really, bro. It's it's you you we can we pretty much can talk about that album for fucking. Oh, years, we could do a whole episode on that if we wanted to. But I reckon if we were in the depths of the fucking ocean with no masks, we would still be talking about that fucking album. <laughs> Just as we just descend into our death, just singing out the tactical nuke riff. And as we run out of breath, slowly get slower as the song does. <laughs> the lower we go, the slower we get. <laughs> yes, my number two, Wormwood. There you have it. Now, the last album I'm going to bring up, and probably within that top five, I would argue is my favourite. My favourite, besides maybe it comes in waves, Death is the Only Mortal by the Acacia Strain. Now, big one, man. Now, 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 now. The reason why, and I, I, we spoke about this at the start of the episode, but I, the reason why I chose this one as opposed to um, it comes in waves is because I feel like it does stick more with the core mm-hmm. elements of what makes Acacia Strain the Acacia Strain as opposed to it comes in waves, which was just a glorified version of the Observer from Coma yeah. Witch. Um, Yes, this album's still very doomy, gloomy, and whatever else. And I, I really do prefer this version that, that of the Acacia version, Strain. Yeah. If they can bring, I mean, they don't have to, but I would really appreciate it. And I'd probably buy every album that they do if they did it like this. Like if they did like an, a full release album and then, I don't know, maybe a year and a half to two years uh, away from that album, they give us an EP in the doom metal mm-hmm. style, I would be so happy especially because of how fucking good death is the only mortal is. Yeah. Um, my favorite track of that would definitely be the mouth of the river, man. Yeah. Fuck that song. So good too. Hmm. And especially to come straight after brain dead. Yeah. Whew. And I love um, the, the, like the tradition they had of like opening albums the way they did, like with the off Wormwood all the way up to grave bloom. with like the little snippets at the start, man. Well, grave yeah. blooms is like towards the later end, but yeah. Oh, I think Doomblade might be my favorite one of them all. Yeah, I am. Um, oh, fucking yawning. Holy shit. Um, what I really, really, really liked about this album is that it's just one continuous fucking song. Yeah. I feel like, um, and most of the reason why it has so much replay um, appeal to me is because it's it's just one dark brooding fucking song that you just cannot stick away from i feel like if you wanted to describe what getting punched in the throat 
whilst getting kicked in the nuts <laughs> and having your fucking toes pulverized by a fucking mallet at all at the same time felt like all whilst getting electroshock therapy it would be this fucking album <laughs> doom blade go to sleep brain death mouth of the river victims of the cave the chambered natalis holy shit this this album is incredible I, I, I honestly have just had a stroke and I think <laughs> I smell toast, but I can only put it down to the fact that I, I really now don't down. have a lot of, I don't have any other words for this album. I oh, don't play that. Don't play that. Um, oh, you can play that later actually, but no, don't play that. Um, Siri, you're fucking with me right now. This album is just fantastic. Um, I'm just going to suck this dick for a lot longer than I need to. So I need mm. to stop. But Doom Metal, Acacia Strain, Best Acacia Strain. Um, riffs are just fucked. I, I love the drumming and how the, the drumming has been piled in on this album. Um, some sections in this really make me think like, did this fucking guy like have a seizure whilst recording? Cause some of the fucking sections in the drums just mm. do not make humans like, just don't make any sense. Like any human that's able to fucking play some of the things that's going on here is just fucking not right. They're not sane. They're not from this world. <laughs> and you're not saying if you're going to try and tell me that this isn't one of the better Acacia Strain albums to come out. No. Yes. Okay. Sure. Wormwood. Yes. Continent. Yes. Slow Decay now. Yes. But this has to be in the conversation. This album has to be in the top five every yeah. single time. Like, yeah, honestly, death is the only mortal Acacia Strain. My favorite Acacia Strain album. And definitely in my top five of listed deathcore albums ever yeah big facts rip a record gonna go put it on after this <laughs> there's so much i have to put on that's gonna oh, be bedtime soon gonna be a long night for me and we move into my number one and i think you know what it is the best straight up deathcore record ever. We have the hate by Thy Art is Murder. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I knew when I brought it up, like you hadn't brought it up, and I was like waiting was for it to anything, pop up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I knew it was coming because I you hadn't said it, and I was like, Oh, I wonder what it oh, okay, it is what it is. Mm. <laughs> the big boys, straight up deathcore, drenched in filth, and it rains in darkness. CJ puts on a masterclass in pummeling vocals and the album is filled with brain melting blast beats and bone crushing breakdowns. Man, Dead Sun and Gates of Misery give like a bit more of a death metal approach as well. And then like Pure Strain of Hate is more that hardcore deathcore bounce. It's got so much. The brilliance behind this album is really captured. I think the art as well. Yeah, 
album up. work is so fucking gross, hey? Gross in a good way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of look at that. I remember looking at that when I first, when <laughs> my mate first showed me in high school. He's like, dude, have you listened to Diala's Murder before? And I'm like, nah. And he goes, bro, you're listening to Meshuggah. You'll love this. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the first thing I can remember seeing, like, it was just the three-headed fucking dragon thing. Yeah, I'm like, the demonic beast. Bro. Straight what from the doom. Fuck is this? <laughs> man, oh man. What an album. And really like catapulted Die Art into like the forefront of extreme metal as well. And for good reasons. Only if they would like return to this style of Die Art. Yeah, I mean, again, a man can hope and dream. But I think I'm like upon- not first listen it was a bit much for me like yep. i was still just listening to in hearts way constantly like i got around rain of darkness and that was about it and it took me a little bit to like dive head in um, i dive straight time. into that hole the beast has come out of on the album artwork and i haven't been able to get out since yeah hey honestly man just fucking straight up ripper of an album mm-hmm. the guitar tones are just face melting it's so Dope. heavy. It's like when the like the animations of when like a nuke comes off and it just blows the skin off the bones. It's literally what happens <laughs> as soon as you turn on this record. <laughs> <laughs> like that fucking scene in Terminator where everyone's yeah. getting fucking vaporized and Sarah Connor <laughs> standing at the fucking fence. Yeah. Like, yeah! <laughs> oh bro. That scene still scares the fuck out of me. But anyway, I'll digress. Yeah. Die art, man. Hate. I think it's going to be the best bread and butter deathcore album there is. Yeah. It does everything and it does it fucking to a T. Yeah. That's that facts, man. And then there's nothing anyone can say about it too. It is mm-hmm. just straight up. Fucking that's a fact, incredible. man. It's scientifically proven. Yep. 100%. I can, I'll, I'll link the scientific research <laughs> in the, in the description. <laughs> Yes. So what's your last work record, my friend? That was it. That was it. Oh, you've the, done yours? Yeah. Case. Yeah, because remember you brought oh, up we did the swapsies, um, the that's right. Yeah. You did the valley and I was like, mm-hmm. fuck it. Instead of me doing it later, I'll just do it now. Because you'd yeah. already brought it up and I don't have it listed. Fair. Well there so you have I'm, it. I'm I'm fucking sweet. So if you want to go from ten to one. Yeah. I have my list right here. We have the Valley White Chapel. Slow Decay, The Acacia Strain, Depths, Oceano, Continent, The Acacia Strain, Tyrant, Aversion's Crown, The Egg, Infant, Annihilator, Immortal, Lorna Shore, Nadir, Black Tongue, Wormwood, The Acacia Strain, and Hate, Thy Art is Murder. Such a solid fucking list. Oh, so man, I... <laughs> It's such a shame, though, because I, like, I originally had like uh, My Damnation in here for mm-hmm. Chelsea Grin, but like I only had it in there because like for one reason or for another. For my damnation. Just, well, it just happens to be like my favorite album with Alex. Yeah. Cause for I don't know why it is, because I think it's not like the party hardcore type thing that they went for on Ashes to Ashes. Yeah. Um, and then they obviously they pulled it in for self-inflicted. I, I think anyway, the lyrics were still a bit stupid, but mm-hmm. I think my damnation was like straight up 
for for what it is and for what they were going for their their best album i'll argue i mean like yes it sounds like shit but alex never sounded great in the first place so um, <laughs> the, the live view of him sounding like marge simpson jesus christ from that warp tour that year <laughs> if you haven't seen that you've got to youtube it it's so funny it's fucking hilarious um so from bottom to top at the at, on my page i've got black tongue the deer rings of satin dinger Oceano, uh, Ascendance, not Descendants, I fucking crossed that out, <laughs> made amends, Suicide Silences, The Cleansing, Gravemind, Conduit, Chelsea Grin, Eternal Nightmare, Thy Art is Murder with Hate, Whitechapel, The Valley, Veil of Myers, The Common Man's Collapse, and Acacia Strains, Death is the Only Mortal. Rages. That absolutely is it i've got nothing else on my page no my head hurts yes <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck this is this has been wild massive and if there's absolutely wild anything of yours as well we want to hear them send in your list what are some of your favorites it doesn't have to be 10 doesn't have to be five Just what have been your favorites metalcore deathcore what did you think of our lists? Yes, argue with me about Memphis May Fire. <laughs> Don't I, do it. Um, I, I want to see who likes Challenger and I want to know who I have to erase from all of existence. Um, <laughs> um, get in touch with us on social media. We're at the yep. Heavy Boys Podcast. and Get in touch with us on our, on our personals as well. Um, I mean, we do share the the hb podcast account but instead of talking to two of us and you want to just speak to one of us i'd rather speak to bailey more than myself anyway so that's fine um get in touch with us on instagram you'll find the handles linked below um that's been deathcore metalcore fans podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't do that <laughs> Fuck uh, yeah, um, come down. We're gonna um about a week's time we'll put up that that um fantasy band war as well. Yep. So you'd come down, vote for that, let us know what you think. And while you're at it, rate the podcast um, yep. however you can, wherever you can. We are literally everywhere that you can find podcasts except for YouTube. Um and thank fuck too, because we're not allowed to say cunt on YouTube anymore. So no. uh, um <laughs> very tough but um until then and even next week's episode which i mean is going to be an absolute fucking rager i cannot wait mm-hmm. i cannot wait i've been there sitting so on much filth i've been sitting on my notes for celestial swamp <laughs> for so long and i i cannot wait to talk about it. i think this is the most like reined Sorry. in i've been in terms of like how excited I actually am to talk about something. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you remember how much I, like we were like cra- crapping on about like, yo, we need to get ready. Like, we need to do this top 20, like now, like we need to do this mm. now. I can't wait for end of year. It needs to happen now. We, we were like weeks away from doing it. Yeah. But like th- this celestial swarm album, Bailey, holy <laughs> shit, dude. I'm so keen to hear you have to say as well, because it's so blackened as well. Yeah. Like not even like blackened deathcore like Lorna Red is a lot more deathcore, but this is fucking black. 
uh, as black as it comes. Man, I as can't wait to hear this. Comes. I'm going to have to definitely let you take the run on that album because I'm just so keen to hear what you have to say. Man, I I hope you're fucking ready. This I is, am. I can't this wait. Is, man, I, I actually like, I think this is actually like the first album I added to 2021's like whole mm. playlist. So like, yeah, man, this is going to be fat. Damn. I can't wait. Yeah. And by this time next week, I'll have the Wolf King album. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be Rager. I'm keen. This so Friday? Gonna, next Friday. This, this Friday, Friday. Three days. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a big I episode. Up, I ended up listening to that. Um, I ended up listening to that. Um, the audio show, the live show. Yeah. Yeah. Whichever one you sent me. Uh, I think I've seen um, both, but the lo- most recent one was that live show from the Rivers set. Yeah, and um, I I'll talk about it more on the podcast. Mm. I'm still I'll, waiting for I'll you to let, come around. <laughs> I'll let you hang in limbo as to whether I liked it or not. Uh, I don't can, have high you hopes. Can, you can, yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, I don't have high I don't hopes. Blame you. I don't blame you. All right, you're going <laughs> to love next episode then. This okay. is going to blow you the fuck away. <laughs> I'm so keen for this record. Yes. Come to the Instagram. Be ready for next week. It's going to be a massive episode. Portrayal of Guilt, Wolf King, Celestial Swarm, Werewolves. Huge. Singles that we missed out on too. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Every time yeah. I die. Yeah. Okay. Get ready. I've been Bailey. I've been Brody. We are. And we've been the heavy boys. <laughs> that is who we are. We love you. Thank you for checking us out. Stay tuned. Adios. Oh, that's a shit.